2: Welcome back, episode one seventy four, new season, new us, (laughs) new season. (laughs) (laughs) It's damn near a new season. Might as well be. Let me move this mic while I can make noises now, so people won't talk about me later. All right, we're good. So yeah, back in this bitch. It's been what few weeks? Yeah,
1: probably like weeks. I don't know, like three maybe.
2: Then we last recorded probably uh, what first second week in August. So, uh,
1: that sounds about right.
2: Yeah. So, but yeah, man, lots of shit them popped off. Man,
1: so Hot much shit.
2: shit. Uh, I haven't. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's all good. But you still uh, went somewhere? Oh yeah, yeah. Family vacation was fucking awesome, man. And like Biggie,
1: you got a story to tell.
2: I always got a story to tell. Face this mic while I can. Yeah. So, I always got a story to tell. So shit, man, so much done happened, I don't even know where to really, where the fuck do we start? We just need to jump into it, because we got a lot of shit to talk about, uh, so. Indeed, we do. Um, and we ain't into breaking up shit, we just gonna keep going until mm-hmm. we finish. Like, you <laughs> know, part, part two of this shit, it just gonna be next, next time it be next time. Um. Well, I could go oh, with the lighter version, I guess my, my trip would definitely be the lighter side of shit. Uh, so, let me see, you want of you went out of town. Then we didn't. Re- I think we didn't record that week. The next week, it's because I was going out of town that Thursday. So we decided to do a family trip. So initially, what was first, we wasn't supposed to do no fucking trip, did you? <laughs> so we just talked about money wise. You know, I kept talking about how I want to get a new ride, which I ended up getting uh, during that week anyway. I wasn't supposed to do that to like sometime this month, but it kind of worked out, you know. So did that and then we had promised my nephew we would take him on a vacation before he went back to school so initially we would go take him up to the sand dunes you know right like like north of Muskegon mm-hmm. and so forth For then my homeboy and his wife gave us this uh, I guess coupon pass or whatever you, fuck you want to call it to use uh, use their resort because they have a timeshare Mm-hmm. so we got four nights and we spent like one ninety nine. damn and it was like a dope like condo like so it was five of us it was me the wife my, my stepson my mom and my nephew so we ended up inviting my mom too she she didn't want to get away anyway so we just said we'd take her too so <laughs> um my nephew was first time flying so that was kind of cool so I ended up recording that shit, which is That video dope. was hilarious. Yeah, so that was pretty dope. Uh, I don't know what, the, like, you know, when you think of flying, the people's fear is, like, typically tied into, like, the plane taking off and landing, like, fucking crashing or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This motherfucker fear, snakes on a plane. Like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm like, your fear is a movie. Your fear is not even real life and shit. Like, he didn't care about the fucking flight itself. It was talking about snakes and shit. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> so, anyway, that worked out, and so I was already dreading this whole time check thing since because the stipulation was we had to do a two-hour tour and a sales pitch and shit. Right. So I'm already like really like dreading that shit. So we don't get we don't we fly in. We get there around we get to Orlando around five five thirty ish. By the time we. Got to rent a car, drove down to Kissimmee, which is like a half an hour, 45 minutes south of Orlando. We didn't really get to to the room until like 7.30. Then we went out and bought groceries and shit. So, really getting set up to like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock and shit. So, you know, we like, now we got to get up and go to this shit at 10. So, we really haven't done shit, you know, bought some drinks. The dope shit was that we had a screened in porch
1: Oh shit! So wasn't no mosquitoes
2: <laughs> out there and shit. So was able to you know get out and you know get my smoke on and have a few drinks. And shit, I finished the fifth of Diplomatico that weekend. So uh, I seen that at the store, I was like, yes. How long? How
1: long? How long did it take you to finish the fifth of Diplomatico?
2: I drank it over the four days. Oh, okay. So I didn't, like, kill it the first night. Yeah,
1: I'm problematic. I'll kill it for the diplomatic on two nights. The
2: problem was (laughs) it was just really hot
1: out there,
2: and I was drinking when I was smoking, so I didn't really – I could have just said, well, I'm just going to the house and drink, but I didn't. So, (laughs) Uh, but, yeah, so we get up the next morning. We head over to, you know, the uh, tourist thing for the the tour. So before we get out the car – I'm like telling my wife, like, all right, we are on the same page, right? We're not getting this shit. So I don't want to be sitting here saying no. And you like, well, what about, like, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's figure that shit out right now. So are we good? We're good. We're not getting it. So we get there. We do this little questionnaire, corny white guy and shit. And so I don't know why, but I, oh, you, I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. But I, I think these, like, these sales things make you compelled to, like, Explain your financial situation As to why you won't do it or whatever And I'm just like and I like, Why the fuck am I explaining like I got bills blah, 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 Because they play into all that shit yeah. They're like well we can make this affordable Blah 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 Anyway we do a tour of this shit It's nice as fuck So the area they put you in for guests That are uh, Guests of people who have a timeshare mm-hmm. They put you in their Older Condos or whatever or a living range we just had a conical. we had two bedrooms you struggle with that cigar ain't you? Talk, i'm not
1: getting anything yo oh. and it's like mad humid and i don't know why i think it's literally because it's just that humid yeah like it didn't feel like it was humid when i got when i got it out of my humidifier and right. humid humidor it, i mean
2: was it feeling really soft yeah Oh okay so um what was that Oh, so they give us a tour. So they put us... We're on the older side, which I want to say older because it's not... It's just not as updated as the newer side. So, of course, they take us to the side where it's updated. They got... You know, they got... On our side, we got these small TVs and shit. They got 40 or better-inch TVs on their side on each room. And the refrigerators are updated. We got standard-issue white refrigerators over there. They got (laughs) stainless steel and, you know, all this crazy shit. So... You know, they give us the spill, all this shit. So then, you know, we get to the, the part where he's trying to sell us on them. You know, and and they try to make it, they, they, they really make it like this is the only way to vacation. Yeah. Like, they're like, you know, it's only two questions you need to ask yourself. Are you going to vacation or are you not? <laughs> and I'm just like, of course you're going to vacation. Well, well who wants to have the vacation with you, though? I don't want to have to spend. And let me, let me say this. Let me say this before I continue is that. I don't think timeshare are a bad thing, period. I just don't think for me and her, my wife, it would be good for us. Right. Because, one, granted, you could go a lot of different places and so forth. I don't want to feel dedicated to having to go with the places you give me. right? Like, you know, granted, timeshares have, have definitely improved over the years. You know, it used to be, you know, you have certain areas you can go and all this shit and so forth. But they've, they've increased a lot. They've increased in... in in value, it seems like. But you're still spending a lot of fucking money or whatever. And you get on these monthly plan- plans and all that shit. So, I forget the sales guy, the, the first sales guy. I just call him sales guy number one. <laughs> number one, he can't convince us to do it. we like, no, you know. And, and so, he's still doing his number thing, trying to bring his numbers down, blah, blah, blah. So, then, he's like, all right, well. And so, a part is that we got two tickets to Universal. Okay. That was another thing too. So he's like, "Well, let me if you got you-
1: the timeshare, you got the two tickets."
2: In, in addition to the timeshare, okay, you get the two tickets, and so that's pretty much what we're, we're going for to get the two tickets, so we could be good. Mm-hmm. So sales guy one, like, okay, cool. Let me just clear. It, let my manager know you guys are good. We get your tickets. Blah blah blah. So manager come number two. He comes and he's like, you know, I, I hear you. You know, you guys um, are interested. You know, okay, cool, cool. Uh, well. I, I looked up your uh, your your friends who you know gave it you know gave us the timeshare. He says their name and shit. I looked up their account, and they're in good standings. So I want to offer you this lower rate, and I'm like, so if i have granted, I'm still not getting it. I don't care what the fucking rate is. But mm-hmm. now I'm like in curious, like, so you had this lower rate that I could have got, but I had to wait for you to come out here for it. He's like, well, number one, number one salesman couldn't unlock this. It was only <laughs> like it's a like it's like what fucking playing Zelda or some shit. Like <laughs> you got like these cabins and shit that you got to unlock to get different rates. <laughs> He's like, well, we didn't know if they were in good standings until we checked. Ain't nothing changed from last night to today, unless they just went somewhere and fucked some shit up. So I just hate this whole sales tactic of you. Now that I'm talking to you, you give me a lower rate. If that was the rate you supposed to give me, you could have gave me that rate long time ago. And then I, and I asked him that, and he's like, he, he kind of gets smart, but I didn't even catch it. Monica catches it, and and now she just starts laughing at him and shit. So now I'm trying to listen to him talk, and she's like laughing at him. And I'm just like, yeah, I want to get smart with the guy and shit. So I'm just like, you know, whatever. So he's like.
1: Do you remember what he said to got smart?
2: He said something like, something to the effect of, well, if you was listening beforehand, that's what I said before. Oh, shit. But I didn't catch that part. She caught it. I ain't found out to later on. And so I'm like, why the fuck you getting smart with me? Because I'm trying to get you to explain yourself. If you want me to buy this shit, I figure you would probably be kind of nice and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, I explained that, blah, blah, blah. So at that point, Monica's fed up. She's laughing at him. I'm fed up. I'm like, you know, whatever. We're not getting it. Thanks for coming by. Shake his hand. He's like, okay, well, let me get the guy to get you the tickets, and then you guys good. We go to another table. Number three comes out, and... He's trying to sell us to it again. Sell us the tickets. He ain't got no fucking tickets with him, though. It's this one little sheet that we filled out that he keeps giving to the other people. So number three comes, and I'm like, we already communicated to one and two. We don't want to do this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I could give you another. another. Let me let me check the numbers and stuff. So he goes through the whole spill again. And I'm like, dude, I'm like. Honestly, it's really awkward that we've we've explained this to you guys, but you still don't want to take no for an answer. And then he, then he hits me with, well, yeah, it is awkward that I'm trying to save you guys some money. Gosh, you know. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dog. Are Jeez. you fucking serious, dude? <laughs> and so at that point, I just I smiled at him. I was like, you know what? Thank you for your time. If Is there another person we need to go through, or are you going to give us our tickets? Okay, well the other guy is gonna get this this ticket person. So this is number four. Number four comes, Damn. and me and Monica look at each other like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, I feel like we're being punked or some shit. <laughs> so the four comes, the guy number four comes, and Monica's like, "So do you got the tickets or what?" <laughs> and again, he tries again. He goes this super astronomical low number, and we're like, "Dude, we're not interested. Honestly, we're a little..." Taken back by how rude your people are. It's just, it's not professional. We're not interested. We don't really want to come to this site anymore. And he was like, "Who uh, was that number two? Who was you know uh, rude?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, he could be a little rough." I said, "No, motherfucker." I said "Rude, not rough." Oh, okay, okay. So number four finally walks us to this cashier. None of them never had tickets. We finally go to this cashier who gives us the tickets. Finally. So there was no tickets in between one and four of the fucking salesmen. And then we finally, and so we finally go out to the shuttle to take us back to our our, our a car. Now, they gave us a ride on a golf cart on the way there. They wasn't going to do none of that shit. Now, they sent us to the general fucking uh, shuttle for the rest of the fucking park. <laughs> and then we just went back to the car. And so it was a couple out there who I'm assuming probably said no to. And they were just super frustrated with the whole... You could just tell. It was just written on their face and shit. They just like, fuck these motherfuckers. <laughs> because if, if you stay longer, obviously you got to fill all this paperwork and all this shit. So now it's like the two-hour mark and shit or whatever. But man, I was just so taken back like how far they go to get people. And then they, they do shit like during the whole like spill, I, I, I noticed it. And when I told Monica, she noticed it too, is that they say shit like, you know, we just want to... We want you to guys to have a better quality of life. Like, they use quality of life so fucking much. Like, I could have played, like, a quality of life bingo. And just every time they <laughs> Like a it, shot game? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I would have been drunk, though. They always say this. And then they, one of the uh, parts is that they put you in this, uh, um, they, it's like a movie theater. And they just interviewing, uh, people who have the, you know, actors who have the fucking, you know, uh, Timeshare, and they just like we just love to bring our kids here. You know, our kids love it. We just we just love we love the quality of life they give us here. <laughs> you know, and they just kept saying it. The sales guy kept saying quality of life. They kept saying quality of life. Man, that shit was crazy, dude. I mean, even granted, it's a nice fucking resort, man. I mean, everything you could get is on there. They even have a grocery store. They got a public grocery store there. They have a liquor store there. I mean, they have. As far as amenities and shit, I mean they had they got putt-putt uh, cough, you can go jet skiing, I took my nephew jet skiing, you got paddle boating, you got uh it's like five or six different pools there. I mean beach area where you can do drinks, they got restaurants, they got a bowling alley, arcade. I mean, it's really nice. Like if we had a family and we wanted to like do a traditional tradition, excuse me, of taking our family on like this one place every year, like this is where we're going to such and such. I think it'd be ideal, but still, I'm just like, yeah. But yeah, that shit was crazy, dog. I had never... Like, we sat through a, uh, a sales pitch for, I think, to win a trip for something. It was like some knives or some shit. It was similar shit. This was
1: years ago, though.
2: But this was like, over the top, dog. I had I, never experienced no shit like this before, dude.
1: I sat through those before, and like, the one that I went to, I, I don't remember where we were, but it was not to that level. Like, it was... It was a hard sell. Like they 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 put in work, but it was kind of like it was kind of like I was like, yeah, we ain't doing it. And maybe one other person tries, yeah, we ain't doing it. And then we we're good. But it was to like, oh, we were in Vegas. It was to like get like tickets to a show, something like that. Like not nothing crazy. But at Disney to get Universal tickets, I'm not I'm not that surprised that they went extra 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 hard. But that's. <laughs> That's bananas. Doug. Yeah, man, that, that shit was crazy, dog.
2: It was utterly insane. I just, I so so my wife only like, man for the money, man. I'm like, I, and I know people who do this all the time. Like they they do these things. They just act the ass and get the tickets. You know, I don't,
1: like, I don't had a patience. I don't have the patience
2: for that <laughs> shit, dude. I do not have a patience for that, man. So, but anyways, that was that was that. We enjoyed the rest of the vacation, man. We went to Universal. Uh, Dude, these, like, I'm going to say, they're not 3D. I guess you would call them, like, these interactive, uh, like, uh, roller coasters. We're not really on a roller coaster. It's just a screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, they make them fuckers so real, dog. It is really dope. I mean, for somebody who may be having, like, back issues and
1: things like that where they can't go on, like, roller coasters and shit like that.
2: Dude, that shit's fucking dope as fuck, dude. The,
1: uh, you were at, where were you at? Universal Yeah, Universal when I was a kid We'd go all the time And the Back to the Future ride was like that Yeah, yeah It was like in a room or whatever And same deal But like, man, that shit is awesome
2: The oldest one, from my understanding Is the Simpsons one Mm -hmm. And you can tell Because we went on that ride the that's Simpsons. the oldest one? I believe that's the oldest one. Then the Back
1: to the Future one must not exist no I mean, more. I don't think the Back to the Future one Oh, <laughs> because okay, I've never been I on a Simpsons one. My,
2: my, for my own
1: I have not been on a Simpsons one. So if a Simpsons one is the oldest one, then it's newer than when I last went. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's crazy. My
2: understanding. But you can tell, like we went on a Simpsons one last, and you can tell it's just just because you can see like the, the sides where the camera's not there, where the video, so... If you're looking around, you can. Re- I mean, granted, you know it's not moving, but like we went to, we did the Transformer one, and we did the uh, Transformer was really dope. I gotta um, go back. Fast and Furious one was dope as fuck too. See, they got two Yeah,
1: I gotta go back. They got too much shit. I haven't.
2: Yeah, the Fast and Furious dope, and they really do. They they really they they pay attention to detail, like the line you're walking in, like in the Fast and Furious one. It's all through their sh- their like garage, so you oh, get okay. all their cars there. They're lockers. Their, you know what I'm saying? It's it's made to the T, dude. And so it's it's pretty dope. But you could tell with the Simpson one, it just looked like it's older than the rest of them. Oh, Do yeah. they have a,
1: um, a Fast Pass there? Mm hmm. Okay.
2: So the Fast Pass. Did you get it? No. Oh, okay. The Fast Pass. So the tickets are like 110 or 120 or some crazy shit. A person. Jesus so we had to buy Christ. three tickets because we got the two free. Fuck. So we're already spending $300, almost $400 just on tickets. Man. Man. They charge you $25 to park. Fucking crazy. If you come before 6, you got to pay. If you come after 6, you got to pay for parking. Who the fuck coming after 6 because you want to maximize your time there and shit. Especially if you spend $100 for a fucking ticket.
1: That's why you ain't got to pay for parking. Yeah. That's why I've never understood why clubs charge a uh, cover rate if you show up at like Midnight, because I'm like, you close in two hours, dog. Like, why? Not not a a cover rate, but a a a full cover rate or greater cover rate, because they'll charge you not. They won't charge you shit if you come at like nine or ten o'clock when the shit first open. Yeah, free before ten, but ain't nobody there. It's
2: like the total opposite situation. Yeah,
1: and it's like you come at ten o'clock, ain't nobody there, and you. Canceling out the money you save by not paying a cover on drinks while you yeah. wait for motherfuckers to show up, and you show up at twelve thirty and shit. It's like twenty five dollars Like, okay, what that the fuck?
2: Crazy, but yeah, man. That, but the fast pass was another hundred dollars.
1: God damn, man, Disney is out here. So you
2: had to pay them two hundred dollars for the fast, pass. and this day wasn't actually a really busy day. So the longest we waited for a well, line was like forty five minutes, hmm. which you know, compares you could wait hours and shit yeah. for a lot of rides and shit. So. In comparison, we did pretty good. That was the longest one. I think the Transformer one, I think, was that long. or Yeah, Transformers or uh, uh, Fast and Furious, one of those. But
1: So basically, for, in my head, I'm like, if I want to actually take Michael to Disney World, I got to buzz at a G just for the parks. <laughs>
2: like, no, I mean, that's, that's realistic as hell.
1: Because we only did, even in Universal, there's three ones you can go to. And I know they're adding a Star Wars park and a Toy Story park. So
2: there's two to have, there's two parks in Universal that has Harry Potter stuff. We went to one, and that was the one that had the Simpsons and the Transformers and all that shit. And then you got the other park, I can't think of the name of it. And then you got the water park. Mm. Which we didn't, I'm like, we didn't care for to go to a water park and shit. But yeah, man, that shit expensive as fuck. And then, you know, we thirsty, so we're like, get something to drink. And the drinks is crazy, but man, they got a. They have one of their drinks where you can get free refills. So it's like a big mug. Hmm. And you can get refills of frosties, icies, or um, soft drinks. So if you buy. I know I've been adjusting the fucking volume on here, just want to make sure we're good. Yeah, I think, though. I
1: think we're good. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. We're good. I'm good. I don't know if you are. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good.
2: So they have this um uh plastic cup or you know, uh you, reusable cup you could do. And it's uh it was like twelve dollars if you bought more than three. It was like fifteen bucks for one and then it kept going down in price if you bought multiple ones. It was five of us anyway. Man, that was the best investment fucking ever, dog.
1: So you said twelve dollars? You bought more than three. Yeah. So like thirty-six dollars for three? Well, we bought five cups, so it ended up
2: being like fifty something, or whatever the fuck. Okay. And
1: it was free refills. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah yeah, free, yeah, yeah.
2: That was the best shit we did there. That was the best investment. But we, I think we bought like you know they got the big turkey legs and shit like that. My mom bought one, and I, bought I haven't a beer. been since I was a kid. I don't oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea I've never been So Oh okay um, I went to I went to Disney World Years ago But i would never been To Universal and shit okay But wait Does Universal have The Twister ride Is that Universal Or that's Hollywood No Maybe that was Universal I'm so
1: far gone All I know is that To me Disney World Is Magic Kingdom Epcot And Universal I've been to all three Multiple times As a kid But Whatever it is now Is something different And I don't know what it is so I yeah. couldn't really tell you. Yeah, but yeah. So whatever the case, but it was fun, man.
2: It, you know, had a good time. I stopped at Corona Cigar Spot. That place was really dope. Um, and yeah, it was cool, man. So no flying. My nephew had phone his flights. He we uh, it was weird. So we flew down from here to Orlando. That was two hour flight. But then we flew from Orlando. We had a connecting flight, so we went from Orlando to Atlanta. That was an hour and five. Then from Atlanta to Detroit, like another hour and 35. Like, I don't know why I added so much time coming back versus, like, it should have been a little bit closer to, like, two hours. Yeah. Like an hour there. But I know, typically, Atlanta is, like, hour and a half, hour 45 and shit like that. Huh. So, I don't know how that shit worked, but whatever. But Good times, man. Good times, man. Good times. That's
1: crazy. Man, I, I know Michael wants to go back to Disney World. Like, his mom took him and. I know, I know he wants to go back, but I'm like, Fuck. How old was he when he went? This was maybe like, not that long ago. Maybe no. like two years, maybe. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, as a kid, I don't know what that shit costs. All I know is all the shit I'm doing. I don't know what my parents spent on that shit. But again, we're talking about fucking late 80s, early 90s. So, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it was I mean, definitely way cheaper then. I mean,
2: it was five of us, so we had to get... Fucking five flights, so that in itself was a lot of fucking money. Oh you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but I mean, it was cool. My, <laughs> did, my,
1: did your mom pay for her own
2: flight? She gave us some money, but we we, we had planned on just, you know, my mom is, I told my like, you know, don't worry about it. You know, we we cover everything. No, nah, baby, I want to give you some money. Blah blah blah. But I was just like, well, she gave her a few dollars. We just used it to buy food and shit. So <laughs> it wasn't no real big deal. So it was dumb though, man. I definitely want to. Go back to Orlando, possibly just probably me and a wife or whatever. Um, so
1: hey, pause it for a minute. All right,
2: one second, folks.
1: Mm. Yeah, so uh, anyway, I wanted to pause it just so I could check to see how the sound sounded, but yeah, we're good. Um, so yeah, what were you saying?
2: Oh, I think I was good, so I guess it's uh, how was your trip?
1: Man, so, bruh, I got, <laughs> so I took a lot of notes while I was gone because I wanted to, like, have stuff to talk about on the podcast, and I just, it's so much shit. I'm not going to cover all the shit that I wrote, but I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that, like, really, really stood out. So, I mean, we went to London, Paris, and Rome, so uh, we took a flight from here to London, uh, had a layover in Boston, so we were, we were about... I think it was like two hours to Boston and then another six to London. So we did that. It was cool. So It's only, it's
2: only a six hour flight to London
1: from Boston.
2: Oh, <laughs> but, okay,
1: <fair> <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, I guess it would be eight, um, straight, but, um, London was one, one very, very expensive. Like London uses pounds as their currency and it, It, one, translates to way more in American than it does, than Euros translate to American. But then also, like, the prices in London were real high. So, for a quick example of that, like, I went to a place. I wanted to get a cigar. There was a cigar lounge in a hotel that was near our hotel. So, we went over to that hotel, and it didn't have a humidor or nothing like that. They don't have, like, cigar lounges anywhere. It was, like, just places where you can go to buy cigars, and we go to this place, and they didn't even have a humidor. They just, like, had a menu, and you order cigars off the menu. And I bought, and it was only Cubans. It was maybe, like, 20 options. And I got a, I got a cigar that I had had before. It was, like, 40-something pounds for just the cigar, which comes out to, like, probably, like, close to 60 bucks. Like, it was very expensive. So what
2: you, how, much you, how much have you paid for that American before?
1: For what? I hadn't got it before, but I mean, oh. if if I mean, it would probably be standard fucking Cuban prices that we're accustomed to, maybe like fifteen bucks, maybe I don't know, something like that. But it was like wild expensive there, and I mean, granted that hotel probably was, is just extra swanky because, like I said, they had cigars on a menu and shit. Right, but steal. for comparison's sake,s I bought uh, three cigars in both Paris and Rome and paid about the same if not less for three in those places than i paid for one in london so yeah it was crazy but the biggest thing about london that well there's two things the first thing is that it doesn't feel very foreign like the whole point of going other places and in in europe or overseas is to get the uh the feel of being somewhere that's culturally different where it's just different like, you know, you're used to America, you used to Detroit or whatever. But anywhere you go here is the same, man. It's the same fucking folks, right? So you go you go overseas and you expect shit to be wildly different. And all London really was was, like, it was like New York, but, like, a couple steps down. Because, like, New York is extra as fuck. But, like, London was like New York with, like, mad tourists and just, like, I don't know. It felt like New York, but with, like, older-looking buildings, and the only way the only way you could tell that you were somewhere foreign was that when people talk, <laughs> they hear the accents. So like that was the only way it felt different. Well, not the only way, but one of like the main way. The other thing is that so they drive on the left side of the road there, and the driver's side is on the left side as yeah. well. And offhand, you would think that that wouldn't be too crazy. It's like okay, that's different, but it's when you actually like live in it. It's, like, scary different. Because, like, if you think about it, right, if you're driving on the left side of the road, the everything is the opposite. So, a left turn is, like, a right turn here. Like, you only got to... You know, right turns are easy. You just make your right. Yeah. Whereas, if here, you make a left, you got to turn across traffic. So, it's like... But... There, a left turn is like super simple, and a right turn is like a left turn. So, know, like, I don't know if I
2: even want to drive.
1: I wouldn't want to drive. Like, no, I wouldn't, because it was like super com- it, not confusing, but like there'd be a huge learning curve. Because it's like just watching it, I was like, whoa, like you, you have an instance where you're like, whoa, what the fuck? And it's like, do you realize, like, okay, wait, this is normal for them. It's just weird for me. And then what makes it even weirder is that when you're walking, what do you do if you're crossing a street? You look to the right to see if traffic is coming, and then you look to the left to see if traffic is coming from the opposite direction. But it's in reverse there. So if you go to an intersection, you look right first and nah. see no traffic coming. The traffic's coming from the left. <laughs> so it's like you you get thrown off a little bit. So it's like, and, but what was cool was that they had things on the ground, like painted on there, that goes look right or look left. It's almost like they expect people from other places to come there that's not accustomed to it. And I had to use that shit. I had to look at it like, oh, I'm supposed to look left. Oh, I'm supposed to look right. Like, depending on what direction you're coming from. Because it, it throws you off. And, or, it took the fuck out there. Right. Or, like, if you're crossing a street and you're expecting, like, say, you're at an intersection here. You're expecting, say, somebody who's making a right, right, to turning onto the street that you want to cross. So if you look and you see nobody's making a right, you're like, cool. But there, if you look that way, you're not going to see nothing because traffic's coming from the opposite direction. So it would be people who are making a, a left from the opposite direction. So it's like, you, it's, it's, it's weird, like, crossing the street there. And it's like, that shit seems like it'd be, like, dumb. But it's like, <laughs> for Americans, it's real easy to get hit by a car in that bitch, dog. It was, like, super fucking weird. And uh, another thing, which is which was my number one biggest uh, weird thing, and this was for all of Europe. This wasn't just London. This was everywhere. All of Europe, they don't fuck with ice. Like they don't. Ha- they just don't fuck with ice. And I don't know what that. I don't know what that's about. And I was like, at first, I thought it was just a London thing. And then when I went to Paris and Rome, it was the same thing going on. I googled it, and I saw like message boards and shit where people from other countries were like chiming in on it right like you would have people who would say oh that's weird that Europe don't really fuck with ice and you have people from Europe who like every time I go to America I get a fucking water and they give me a shit ton of ice and I'm like I'm, try- they're like, I'm trying to get my my drink like I want my glass to have all of my drink in it I don't want it to have a bunch of ice and like 40% drink and it's like I see both sides but it was like if you're getting like an alcoholic drink yeah, I could see you being light on the ice and maybe you because you, you know, because here you get a full cup of ice and they pour in one ounce of liquor and that shit fill up your cup halfway <laughs> and, like you actually getting something. But, man, it's like the ice shit is crazy, dog. Like there was no ice machines in the hotels. Um, If you get water, you either got to get bottled water or if they bring you water like in a so glass. No, ice nowhere. no, like or if you ask for it. They don't give you much. Like they act as like like it's a like they had a, a shortage of this shit. Like they like I asked for ice at a place and they brought me like it doesn't even have full cubes. It was like I don't know, like you know how like when you go at a hotel and you get ice it'd be like like kind of like thin ice almost like it melts real fast. They give you that and it only be like four or five pieces. So it's like that shit's melted before you even really start drinking. Like it so That's weird to say. that was weird and it was like mad humid. Well I take that back It wasn't mad humid But for me It was like really bad So I was like sweating Like I mean Pouring sweat In every city And I'd be on a train And a motherfuckers Be in there In sweaters And coats Not coats But like jackets And I don't know But like I mean I guess that I mean their bodies Are accustomed to it It's the same thing When I was in Thailand It was like Thailand was like Here but turned up Like Hot as fuck And even more humid And you would see Motherfuckers walk around In suits and shit And I'm like what the fuck, but like, with that, with that being the case, I was sweating so much, and I was like, sweating, out, I mean, sweating out my clothes, like, I wear something, I can't wear it again, because it's like, soaked in sweat, and like, I'm like, constantly needing water, and all I'm getting is, is like, lukewarm shit, and I'm like, dog, can I please get a cold ass water, deep, dog, and shit. Like, I went to a vendor, like, like a, a regular, like a fucking like, a thing on the street corner type deal and got a water to that bitch and it was cold as fuck. I was like, man, I was like, let me get like three of them bitches, dog. Cause y'all don't fuck with cold water here and it's killing me, man. So yeah, like that was like, that was the worst part. Not the worst part. Cause I mean, it wasn't that bad, but it was like, it was super weird. I wish I could read through all the things that I wrote, but we have time limits and we got a lot of shit to talk about. So I'll probably, maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring up some of the other stuff on other podcasts, but um, like, real quick, like, London had a ton of Shake Shacks, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, there was, um, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, they don't really fuck with AC like that, neither. Oh, hell no. Yeah. So y'all hotels did AC? No, it did, but, like, there were a few times where, like, so that each city had really good train systems, like, subways and shit like that. Like, you could survive in each city with no car, easily. Rome was kind of sketchy because their train system ha- just had like two lines that ran diagonal to one another. So like you could get off your you can get off at a train stop and have a seven to ten minute walk to where you actually want to go. But London and Paris had thorough ass train systems, dog, like New York level train systems. So like you don't need a car in that bitch. Like you could take the train anywhere and be good. But like they, the the with that that underground shit. It gets really humid down there. So you pour in sweat. And then there would be times where like, there was a couple times where I didn't realize how late the trains ran. So we were out at some bar kind of late. Like it was the, actually the cigar bar where I paid a whole bunch for that cigar. We were there past midnight and I guess the train stopped running at midnight. So we had to take an Uber back and maybe we used the Uber uh, a handful of times in the various cities and they wouldn't have an AC on or they would have it on and you couldn't even tell. Like, it was one dude that was like, are you cool with me having an AC on? I wanted to be like, it's on? Like, I couldn't tell. Like, I had the window down and shit. So, I don't know. I, I think it don't get that hot there to them. Like, it was like 70s, like, the whole time. But it didn't feel like 70s. So, so when you use
2: the Uber there, does it just transfer? It translates the money? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it was cool, man. It, it, it The only tricky thing about the Ubers was once you hit Paris and Rome, like, if you go... Basically anywhere in that bitch, people, somebody speak English because it's like it's English for one. A lot of people, a lot of people speak, and they're touristy area, so people are gonna speak English. But if you get an Uber, ain't nobody required to speak English in that bitch. No. And I had a couple of times where I ordered a, I ordered an Uber, and the the language barrier was so strong that they couldn't pick me up, and then I got charged for the cancel, canceled ride and shit. Are you serious? Yeah, because if you get an Uber and you don't take it, you get charged for the cancel ride. How much- Yes, all right. It's like six bucks, something like that. Uh, but like you you don't like it doesn't happen here because if we order Uber we get it and it's smooth. But like I ordered an Uber and it's like somebody like you know when when the Uber get there, they call you if they can't find you or whatever, you're not right there, they'll call you like yo, I'm here, or whatever. Like if that happens there, they're just like speaking whatever the fuck. I'm speaking English and shit. Yeah. We don't know where, we don't know what's going on. And <laughs> Dude like in Paris dude just kept saying I'm here. I'm here. That was all he could say. I'm here. And like I think that motherfucker was bullshit, no, because I was at the train station and I was standing in front of a Burger King and I kept saying Burger King. Like that's not ain't no language barrier there, dog. It's Burger King. It's not called something else. It's fucking Burger King. Dog. And he was still like I'm here. I'm here. I'm like I'm at Burger King. Burger King. I don't keep saying that shit. And he hung up. And then I got charged for the fee. It's like, it happens if you don't, if they don't, if they arrive at your location and don't start the ride within 10 minutes, it auto cancels. So if the auto, if the language barrier fucks you up for more than 10 minutes, you you shit out of luck. So that was kind of weird. But, um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, London was cool, man. But like I said, it felt like it wasn't really no, it, aside from like the, the ice shit and, um, the, the AC and, like, the driving on the side of the road. Otherwise, it felt kind of normal. Uh, Paris is... Man, listen. Before I left, Katrina said that people were telling her that Paris was, like, mad dirty. Like, dogs was shit. And people wouldn't pick it up. And it was, like, gross. The, Paris is the most beautiful city I've ever seen in my life. And not even close. Like, it's, like, far and away, way better than anything else. Like, you can't even fucking... Like you, like you can't even really put into words, dog. It like it look, it's amazing, dog. Like it's it's gorgeous. So many like historic landmarks. Their architecture is amazing. Like every, and it was not dirty. It was the cleanest of the three cities, easily. Like I said, London was like New York. Rome was like fucking East seven mile, dog. Like <laughs> dog, Rome was fucked up, dog. And I'm, I like my wife tried to like talk it down. Like it's not that bad. No, it is that bad. Like it, it's like. Rome is, like, seven mile with, like, landmarks just interspersed within it. Like, and it's, like, if you get into the very, very, very central part of it, it looks, it's, it's, looks fine. But, like, the kind of, like, the outskirts kind of, like, I don't even want to say the outskirts, but, like, the outer areas, dog, that shit was, like, mad dirty, mad graffiti. Like, it just, it was filthy, dog. Like, it was not how, I thought Rome was going to be beautiful like Paris, it was not, duh. Last shit was dirty as fuck. Um, there was a whole lot of gay people in Paris. Like, which was... Su- not, I don't say surprising. Because, like, if you think about it... Uh, like, gay people being anywhere is not surprising. But, like, if you walk around Detroit... You're not going to see a shit ton of gay people. But, like, walking around Paris... There was a lot of gay people. Like, to the point where it was noticeable. I was like, oh, that's a lot... And not, like, gay people like... Uh, oh, I just happened to notice two men or two women holding hands or something like that. Like gay people, like, like over the top flamboyant type gay people, but then gay people that w- don't even look like your stereotypical gay couple. Like if you have like a lesbian couple, like sometimes you'll see like one that's kind of feminine and one that's kind of masculine. I saw a gay, a gay male couple that was like the one guy looked like a fucking trucker, like a, a fucking like uh. Like a white trash trucker, and the other guy looked like one of those fat kids in high school that gets picked on a lot. Like it, it was like a really weird looking couple, dog. Like super weird. So I was like, I it, I, I put note. I put it as a note because I was I was just surprised to see that many gay people. Um, the Asians was like mad rude. Really? Yeah, like Asians are like. like and, and I, I see it here, too. Because, I mean, Asian folks are everywhere. So it's not like Asians are, are specific to Paris or Europe or anything like that. But one thing that I learned is I feel less sympathy for people in foreign countries. Because we walk around here, if you see, like, an Asian person, they're, like, they always kind of look, like, they're kind of, like, confused. Like, they don't really know what's going on. And... My thought was like, well, it's got to be hard for somebody who's from, say, China to come here and you don't have a whole bunch of signs in Chinese or, you know, there's not like a, a lot of people to speak Mandarin or whatever here here in the States. So it's got to be hard for them. And then I went to Paris and it's the same situation. They are looking like mad confused and kind of like lost and shit like that. But I don't speak French and I got around Paris fine because at the end of the day, it's really not because... I feel like they exist in a world where... Like, take China, for instance. There's a shit ton of people in China. China's a big-ass country. Like, I feel like they just exist in a world where there's so many people, you just do what you got to do to get by. So if that's pushing through people or doing whatever you got to do, cross the streets, whatever, fuck it. And then I think they go other places and carry that same mentality when it's not necessary, and it just comes off rude. And, like, they were wandering around looking lost and doing all kinds of fucked up stuff and like i saw one dude when i was at uh in london at near the buckingham palace there was an asian dude that was like walking he's like oh buckingham palace (laughs) and then like just walked across the street and he almost got hit by a car and i'm like this this is not a cultural thing that's that's not a thing where i can chalk it up like oh he's not from here like (laughs) no motherfucker like you get hit by a car, it don't matter what language you speak. You should have been looking for cars, motherfucker. It's fucking Buckingham Palace. It's gonna be traffic. And like. Why do you just walk blindly in the street because you the, a destination? Right. And I'm like, I don't live here. I don't speak this language, but just my knowledge of like reading signs and like, it's very, it's very intuitive. Like, you don't have to speak like i don't speak the language i don't know none of these street names like they're all in foreign languages whatever but i pop in my app that i had plug in where i was going and it will show me what train stations i had to take what stops i had to get off at whatever and all i gotta do is like i don't have to know what it says i can match up like okay it says this the sign says that that's where i need to go arrows i read arrows i read my app like you know it wasn't that complicated i figured it out like it was simple very very easy like you can make the effort and the, the make up, make the effort, the time to
2: do the effort to to make sure that you're good with getting around. But everybody can do that shit. So if a person doesn't do it, it's just because they just didn't want to
1: do it. Yeah, I've, and I ha- I have less sympathy for them now when they coming over here looking lost and shit. Cause I'm like, they don't. I feel like they didn't try. Like they just came over here and was just like, yeah, fuck it. We're just gonna wander around and figure shit out. And like, they weren't figuring shit out, and it wasn't very hard. And then like. The last thing about Paris that I I think I'll talk about. Let me scroll through right quick. Um, No, two things. Um, One thing, ain't no fat people in Paris. (laughs) Ain't no fat people. You know why? Paris and Rome and London, really, ain't got no fast food. Nothing. Nothing. I saw, in all three cities combined, I saw two Burger Kings and maybe... Five or six McDonald's ain't no fast food. If you eating you're at a, like a like a little like street cafe or a restaurant, and the street cafes have like ready made shit that you can just buy and go. But it'd be like you know like sandwiches and shit, salads. Like no, no you ain't getting a fucking uh Carl's Junior fucking three burgers with <laughs> bacon and you know all that shit. Like they ain't got that shit, dog. And combine that with the fact that. They don't really have a need to drive, so you got to walk from place to place and take the train and, it's and then as hell and Yeah. The
2: combination of the, the food not being totally <sighs> fucking trash everywhere. Shit.
1: Exactly. And in the train, the trains be underground and like in Rome, they only got the two lines so it ain't really make a difference, but like in Paris with multiple lines hitting multiple hitting the same spot, you might get off at one station Need to go to need to transfer to a different train and you might have to go down two more levels like like and or or go up two more levels and taking mad steps and shit. Like, I mean, they got a lot of escalators, but sometimes you might have to take the stairs. It's a lot of fucking walking and it ain't no fat people in that bitch. <laughs> like, because I mean, they eat good and they I mean, healthy, I guess, for the most part, I mean, healthy compared to what we eat here and they fucking walk a lot. And then the other thing, man, now <laughs> I know you're familiar with this. How uh, the fucking Nigerian fucking scams and shit, how they'll email you like, yo, uh. I take my, uh,
2: my, my uh, trash sp- mail every, or my, uh, whatever the trash mail is. Like spam. Spam mail. Yeah. Often, if I'm expecting email to maybe go there, I still get some shit. Yeah.
1: Like, oh, I have $2 million in my account, but I can't transfer it over. If you transfer it over. Um, I'll give you, uh, five hundred thousand dollars. Like, you see these people in person. Yes. I get the fuck. Out dog, of here. Nigerian scammers are real as fuck, dog. It it ain't no fucking Africans there who are not trying to like sell you some shit. Like they are heavy in Paris, near the major landmarks, let's say the Eiffel Tower. They are all selling like cheap little trinkets, like. Keychains and little small models of Eiffel Tower All selling them And they're all like 5 to 10 feet apart With the same shit And they're all just like Hey you want buy this? Buy, buy this? Buy this? Buy this? And it's like they're all selling the same shit It's all like little cheap trinkets And it's just meant to take advantage of tourists And then in Rome Same deal I mean,
2: is it like It's ex- more expensive than the tourist spots to get them? Or something no it's like cheap oh. But I'm thinking like they. I'm thinking like if they're at a tourist spot, it's say five bucks. They selling it for ten or some shit like
1: that. No, I don't know what the scam is, but the fact that it's all Africans all around the Eiffel Tower and they all selling the same shit and they all close to close to one another, like I don't care. (laughs) Like they ain't even they ain't even far apart. So it's like, why would I buy the Eiffel Tower keychain from you when there's another African who I can touch? from right here, selling the same fucking keychain that you selling, like, I don't even understand the point. Like, why are y'all all selling the same shit so close to one another? And then in Rome... Probably all together. Yeah, no, they probably are. Yeah. But still, what's the point? Yeah. Just have less people and they all split the promise. I don't know, what the fuck. But Rome is even worse, dog. because they got, they got... Rome, they got a full-on scam, dog. So what they do is they'll come up to you, right? This happened to be twice in one night. They come up to you, he's like... Oh, where you from? Oh, you American? Like, I'm like, Yeah. And one dude was like, Oh, I like your beard. It's all oh, real nice, lined up. Like, yeah, I like your beard. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, You American? Yeah, he's like, I'm from Senegal. I'm like, Alright, cool, whatever. He's like, Oh, I love America, it's so nice. He, and he had like a like a, a wristband. that was like, I guess he said it was like from his country or whatever. He's like, you know what? He's like, you you nice, you cool. He's like here, and he like tossed it to me. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm cool, I don't need it. You go, he's like, No, 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 it's fine, you take it, you take it. And he's like, "You with a uh, wife or girlfriend?" I'm like, "Yeah, my wife. She's in the store, or whatever." He's like, "Toss me another one. It's cool, man. You just take it, man. Appreciate it. Like, oh, I love Senegal. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Mad cool." He starts to walk away and he goes, "Yeah, uh, I gave you something from my country. Can you give me something? Like, can you give me anything? Like, and the thing is, they do that shit. They do it here. Like, you can, like, you know how like you can be walking around downtown, or somebody like give you like a flag or a rose." And then we like, oh yeah, let me get some money for it. Yeah, they'll like try to give they'll make it sound like they're giving you something, but then we'll ask you for money. That they do that heavy in Rome. I'd said I said, said I actually I literally didn't have cash, but I was like, I, I ain't, I'm not I don't have nothing. I was like, you can take it back. He's like, Oh, just give me something. Anything. I'm like, I don't have nothing, you can take it back. Oh just give me the and he kept arguing like Trying to do that shit There's another dude to try to give a give a rose, and then he tried to make it sound like I wasn't shit for buy, for not buying it. Like he gave it to Katrina, she was like, "No, I'm good." And he was like, "No, you just take it. You just take it." She was like, "Oh, okay." And then he come up to me like, "Yeah, uh, so uh, you give me something. Like, give me give me whatever you have. Like, uh, you know, just trying to get some loot, whatever." I'm like, "Give it back," <laughs> like, and then. <clears throat> And then another dude in Rome hit me with the same scam like 20 minutes later. Like, "Oh, you from you from United States?" "Oh, here, take this." I'm like, "Nope." Nope, don't want it. <clears throat> That's fucked. Up. <clears throat>
2: yeah. Like, how, what's the what's the time lapse between the time they give you something to the
1: time they're asking for something? Instant. They give it to you. The the one dude, like I said, the one dude started to walk away and then came back like it was an afterthought like
0: Oh, yeah, you
1: know, I just gave you, look. like, he walked away and he came back like, oh, yeah, so I gave you something my country, you give me something, like, I'm like, oh, here you go, because I was already up on a scam, I already knew they did that shit, but this dude was so adamant about just giving it to me, because I was like, no, I don't want, it. I'm good, no, I'm good, I was like, no, you just take it, I'm like, I don't, I'm I'm good, like, I don't want, I'm, I'm cool, he said, like, no, just take it. They're just
2: the Niger- Nigerian versions of the fucking salesman at the timeshare and shit. hmm <laughs> they just going to keep going and going and fucking going. Until somebody <laughs> says, you know what, I have something. Because you're, you're, you're like the exception and not the rule. So someone's going to give. For every one person that don't, it's probably five people that do or whatever. So
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was irritating. Because they are all up and down the touristy areas. Trying to offer shit up and trying to do whatever they can to get you to buy something from, them. and they got some tricks. But it, like you said, I'm I'm the exception because being from here, I'm already on ten on on being uh being skeptical and shit. So hey,
2: my thing is, I don't want if I want something, I'm gonna come to you and get it. Don't come to me throwing shit at me because I'm gonna move and that shit go fall on the ground, <laughs> right? And then I'm gonna just keep fucking walking. And then I'm gonna look rude because I fucking moved and shit. Whatever,
1: you kiss it, dude. Yeah, the one dude we were at dinner and and we were sitting outside though, and the dude tried to come up with the rose scam. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good. And he tried to make it sound like I was not shit because I wouldn't buy my wife a rose. I'm like, man, if you don't get the fuck out of here, not dog. That to
2: happened to starters. <laughs>
1: you want beer, man? Uh, yeah. 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 He tried to make me sound like I was a piece of shit, dog. I'm like, and I said, I know that certain things are going to translate over. So I'm like, if I say no, or I shake my head no, I know you know what that means. <laughs> that's not a that's not unique to the United States. No is no everywhere, dog. so
2: yes may be different. somewhere. <laughs> right, no is no, no. is no. And like my the, the if if you, if you don't know the uh, the term, which you should. The demeanor should tell it all, now man. Fact, if I'm, I'm not. There's never gonna be a situation where I'm handing you something back and saying yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know what I'm saying? Like that's never gonna happen.
1: Yeah, but man, my hip, one of the niggas that hit me with the rose was kind of like. I just said because I was already ir- I was already irritated because th- this was in Rome. So by this point, I've already Rome was the last city. So by this point, I've already dealt with all the scams. So I not I didn't have time for it, and I'm trying to eat. So I'm just like. No, thank you. And he's like talking the whole time, non stop talking. I'm just like, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And he was getting mad that I was like not letting him talk. I'm like, why are you still here? Like, no, thank you.
2: He's on the last leg of the trip. Like, you experienced all this shit already. So it's like, I don't want to deal with y'all asses no more. He's kind of like
1: salesman three and four and shit. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, motherfucker, I done been through this. Give me my goddamn tickets and let me go.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, I already dealt with this dog. No, no, which, no, no. What's funny. And, uh, not to cut you off a brief, no, movie, you good.
2: But It makes me wonder, and me, and me and my wife were talking about this after we went through the whole salesman shit with the timeshare. And I never, th- I didn't think about this, that there are probably legit people who are trying to lowball them to get a low rate. hmm. But, and I wonder if that's if that's what they think we're doing. Like, do they think we're trying to lowball them to get the lowest ah. rate? And I never even that never crossed my mind because I was never interested, so I didn't care what the lowest rate was. But then it made me wonder, like, for people who have timeshare, at what point did you buy? Did the did number one get you? Or did you go to three and four <laughs> or whatever and get this lower rate? I bet I
1: bet three and four got a high success rate. Yeah, because if you start high and then three or four come and offer you something to half that's half that price, but it's really what the price is. Period. Yeah, it's like it's a win win because yeah. you pay the standard price or you say yes to number one and pay more. Yeah, and then they're like <laughs> so, oh you good yeah, and
2: then like my my, my sister was saying yeah they were probably after number two went back in. He went in. He tagged number three. Like, yeah, I think they're good now. I think I done warmed them up now. You should be good now. <laughs> and, but, yeah, so that was a thought I was thing, too. Like, at what point does pe- do people get got? Because if you're really interested, you and if you can afford a number one price, you may just do that. Yeah. But we went to four different fucking people. So it's like, at that point, you it's such a low rate now or whatever. Then And then he was, oh, and the last one told me he was like, well, we can lock in this rate and you could think about it for 90 days, but you still had to put money down. I'm like, no, because initially what I told him, I was like, one of the things I said is that I'm not, I'm definitely not getting anything today. So I'm not buying anything. I was like, but I am curious to see how my friends like theirs. Cause they just got theirs in November, how they like theirs over the next year or so. And it's not going to help you guys today, but if they like theirs, it's something to consider because I have somebody who I personally know who has it and so forth like that. Yeah. But he, and he was like, it doesn't matter what they think. You're, you're going to like it anyway. I was like, motherfucker, like, are you serious? <laughs> I just, I hate salespeople. I don't, I just don't like that shit. They have an answer, schemas, for dude. answer for everything. Answer for everything, dog.
1: But man, have you been watching Better Call Saul this season?
2: I'm behind.
1: Man, Jimmy Jimmy got his game on point though. Oh Jimmy is the scammer of the Slip slip Jimmy is on point, dog. Died. Jimmy is the sales
2: salesperson of salespeople, dog.
1: Yeah. So. But um overall, it like I had a good trip though.
2: How about the food, man? is that a point in your conversation or Yeah, yeah.
1: So um in London my favorite thing was bangers and mash, which I've had in Canada before. Now, what is that? It's sausages and mashed potatoes with gravy is good as fuck. Um, I fuck with that. I got the fish and chips, which is obviously like London staple, and honestly, it was like the fish was like insanely fresh, but they don't they didn't season shit. Really? So it was like super bland. Uh, so how, like, was tar- how was the
2: tartar sauce? It was-
1: standard tartar sauce. sauce. Yeah. Okay. I, don't no, th- know why. I didn't I, I didn't the, think anything about I it. I see
2: the glass jars and I just automatically think it's going to be so much better than no, the rest of No. No, it was regular tartar okay. sauce. No,
1: could have been long John Silver's nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um Paris had probably my favorite overall food experience. Like everything was really good there. My favorite thing was a croque madame, which is like a a grilled cheese sandwich with egg with with ham in it And a uh, uh, fried egg on top I had it On top of the meat I mean, on, top on top of, top of the bread. sandwich So like You have Imagine a, picking that up No you can Um You're
2: Just on top in, On top inside I thought you were saying Like it's on top of the sandwich It is on top of the sandwich How you picking up A runny egg though
1: I mean it don't run Until you bite uh, the yolk well, well, <laughs> But Hey yeah, yeah, I you right yeah. But yeah I mean I, I had two The first one, I thought the it was good, but I thought the bread was toasted too hard. But then the second one I had uh, was amazing. Hmm. That was like one of my favorite things to get, and I mean that's something you can you can make that yourself. But um, yeah, it was that was really good. I had one on the Champs Elysees. The it's like the I only know it from fucking lifestyles of the rich and famous (laughs) that old show that Robin Leach hosted back in the eighties. And he just passed recently. Yeah, he did. He just passed. But um. Yeah, the Champs-Élysées is, like, crazy, dog. Like, man, I saw every fucking... Any fucking expensive car you could think of, I saw on that bitch, dog. That's, so, that's a it's it's like a... No, it's like a strip. Oh, okay, okay. It's like a long-ass street that runs maybe, like, eh, a mile. Okay. With, like, high-end stores, and it ends at the Arc de Triomphe, which is, like, this big fucking kind of, like, squared structure that's an arch. And, um... We went in that, and crazy thing about it, it's fucking huge. Like, if you look at my pictures, I think in one of the captions, I put something like, look at the size of the people in comparison so you can see, so you can get an idea of the scale of this fucking structure. And then we go to go inside, because you can go to the top. And, like, Paris has, like, three or four different really, really high structures where you can get great views of the city. There's one called uh, the, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it was, like, Mont... Parnasse or something like that. And then the Arc de Triomphe and like the I- Eiffel Tower. The Arc de Triomphe was like, had crazy great views. But when you go inside, you go through, you go through security, whatever. They don't tell you, that bitch ain't got no elevators. Oh, shit. So I go in, I start walking up some stairs and shit. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take the stairs up to the elevator. Nigga, I had to take the stairs all the way to the top of that bitch, dog. And it's high as fuck.
2: How many stores do you think that would If you had to count If you think
1: I would say Uh Maybe like Somewhere between 10 and 15 maybe Okay Um It 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 was It was a bitch And it's a bitch When one You're not expecting it Two You're already hot And sweaty as fuck And three The stairwell Was normal as hell And it was Uh Uh like a spiral staircase. So it's like you never know how far you are from the top. You just like going in circles over and over. <laughs> no, that shit was a bitch. And then I got like you get maybe like two levels from the top. And there's like a like a gift store, bathrooms, and places like to wander around. Okay. And like benches to sit on. And I got to the top and I was like. Winded, like I was done. Like I, I sat down on the bench and I'm like pouring sweat and I'm like fuck, dog. This old couple that like they were not a day under seventy came up right behind me, seemingly perfectly fine. They sat down for less time than I sat down. They got up after me and and left before I got up and motored on dog. Like they were beasts about it. But then I had to go up maybe what was the equivalent of like two more flights to get to the actual top. I mean, it was worth it. Like what you got up there, but. The fact that it was unexpected was a bitch. But, um, yeah, they, they had, like, probably, like, the best overall food. Everything I had there was great, but I had my, probably, my best meals, my best actual meals in Rome. Okay. Um, I had a, I had one where I got this, like, seafood appetizer kind of thing, and it had, um, uh, um, calamari. Um, shrimp and it was like big ass fucking completely fucking fully formed ass shrimp. Right? So I had to like peel peel it How and like
2: I Oh, it tasted great. I bet. It was a
1: bitch to peel it off and shit, but like once you actually got down to the shrimp, it was fucking amazing. And then my meal was like pasta with also seafood and it had like octopus, uh mussels, clams, shrimp, same big ass shrimp I had to peel them bitches, but amazing. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The food was on point. Um. And That's
2: all, I, I'm I'm down for food everywhere. I just want to go. That's a, we've done some local, you know, local just in the United States, traveling for food. But goddamn, I can't wait to go fucking overseas to fucking eat. Dude, god, I can't fucking wait. Dude.
1: I wish they just had more street vendors. Okay. With like local food, that would have been dope. But uh I only have a couple more points I want to make. So one point on Paris. The Paris, so we took a train from London to Paris. One, that was dope. It was like hour and a half, two hours. They had a car with a, a bar and shit like that where you can get drinks, food, all that kind of shit. That was dope. Um, pretty quick train ride, whatever. We took a plane from Paris to Rome. The Paris airport is so fucking, like, next level. Like, one, you don't have to take your shoes off when you go through security, which is... I mean, that's a small thing, but See, that's, it's still you know, cool.
2: No, but what, what, you know, you make the—that's a good point. So when we're traveling, if you're over a certain age, you don't have to take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. If the technology is such where you could be any age there, why the fuck is that not the same here? That shit is so stupid, dog.
1: Because nine eleven. <laughs>
2: but what's that? So I don't know. I, but old people ain't capable of fucking doing some fuck shit.
1: I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, that was a small piece of it. But when I say it's like next level, like you don't have to actually deal with a person. So like they have kiosks to where you can check in and get your boarding pass, which is standard kind of in airports. But like even the baggage checking your bags was all like digital. Like they had a thing where you can check your bags at the kiosk. then you put it on a a belt that weighs it and then it takes it away? Like so you don't actually have to like deal with nobody. And then I go into the fucking concourse and, uh, again, fairly standard to have, like, outlets to plug all your shit in if you want to charge or whatever. They had a fucking, like, PlayStation 4s and shit in that bitch, (laughs) dog. Like, you play video games in that bitch. I'm like, man, this airport is dope, dog. And then the Rome airport was a fucking mall with planes. Like, it was a full-on fucking mall. I mean, like... It had like when you go into it after you get through security, it don't even look like an airport. It looks like fucking Somerset. Like it had like a whole section like the duty free section. It looked like a mall, and it had uh you had your it had a cigar humidor. It had like this big ass area for like liquor and shit like that. Then it had what was like almost like a small grocery store for like uh, like meats and shit dope. like that, wine, and then you go you keep going. And it enters, like, like, a mall. like And it had, like, a Gucci store, Versace store, Armani. Like, all these, like, like, fucking high-end stores and shit. And then you have to keep going. And then eventually you get to where the airplanes this shit is at. But it was like walking through Somerset, dog. I'm like, this shit is fancy.
2: Yeah, Cancun, when we was leaving there, they had a dope uh, duty-free. You can get all, like, your, you know, your liquors, of course. But all the colognes and all that crazy shit. But it doesn't sound as good as... Or greatest, which, uh, the airport you was at, though.
1: Yeah, and then the last couple things is, one, Italians drive like shit. Oh, Horrible. I
2: like Dearborn.
1: Worse. That because... can't be worse. There. Worse. Because, well, it's the opposite in the spectrum worse. Because Dearborn is like, like, the air folk, like, for all y'all know, air, Dearborn is, like, pretty much all Arabic people, right? And they drive, like, super slow and, like, do all kinds of, like, weird, funky shit. But like the Italians, like drive super fast, and then like they have a lot of like circular kind of like winding roads, and I guess at some point they had lane markings, but they're like not really visible, and people don't act like they have lane markings. So nah, there's no real like dedicated drive. lanes. No, want to drive you would not.
2: Else, other than the U.S.,
1: no, you don't. And then the last thing, and I mentioned to you in this in text was um. Of all the places I went, all three places, I didn't see no fucking, like, Americans, really. I did I mean, I didn't really interact with none. The very last day, we go to the Vatican of all places. The fucking Vatican. Where the fucking Pope is at. The Vatican. And we do a tour. And it's four fucking ghetto-ass black chicks from Atlanta on our tour, dog. <laughs> and these motherfuckers was so fucking ghetto, dog. I'm like...
2: Haven't looked yet to see if I found them on uh, Instagram or something. Maybe they was posting them on, on Snapchat or something. Because I swear, as soon as you text me, I was looking up hashtags to see if I seen them uh, chicks or some shit. But yeah, no I'm like,
1: hats. and it's like the fact that they were ghetto was kind of like, okay, whatever. Like they weren't from here. Because when when the tour guy asked where everybody was from, I was like, please don't let them say Detroit. I was like, please let them be from somewhere else. So when they said Atlanta, I was like, one, I was like, good, they're not from Detroit. But then I was like, two, Atlanta, of course. But then, like, it wasn't so much the fact that they were ghetto that really bothered me. It was the, like, the likelihood of the situation. It was, like, my last day there, and I'm at the fucking Vatican. Like, if I was somewhere, if I was at a fucking McDonald's or some shit, and I saw four ghetto black chicks from Atlanta, I'd have been like, oh, well, it if is what like, it is. like,
2: Amsterdam or something. You know, yeah. Be cool, whatever. But the Vatican of all fucking places?
1: All places, duh. Like, that was fucking... They were so irritating because they kept holding up the tour. I could tell the tour guy was getting irritated because he moved to one station. And then we got to wait for them to come because they took it, take it selfies and shit and Snapchat videos and recording and shit. And they way behind. And now we got to wait for them to catch up.
2: They probably didn't give no fucks about
1: being. Not a single solitary fuck. Not a single one. Mm -hmm. But the Vatican was dope, dog. Like it, uh, Cass, uh, from our cigar group, whatever, well, he's not in our group, but you know Cass. Anyway, uh, Cass, I was talking to Cass before I left, and he was like, you know, if you're not religious, you should still go to the Vatican. Like, it's dope. I was like, man, I'm not going to go to fucking Rome and not go to the Vatican. Like, I don't yeah, need to yeah, believe. Like, yeah, I don't need to be a fucking Catholic to appreciate the Vatican. Like, I'm a fucking go. And it was, ama- it was amazing. It was like, it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's its own dedicated entity. Like, within Rome. So, it's, like, it's it's one of the only... I think they said it's either the only one or one of, like, two or three that's, like, a de, its own dedicated, like, country, per se, right. within another one. So, it's, like, it's got its own, like... I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. But it's its own thing. It's not like it's, like, the Vatican is in Rome. The Vatican is the Vatican, just like the United States is the United States, just on a smaller scale. They said it's, like, one... Well, they said, like, one... 10th or 1 100th one or something the si- 1 100th one the size of manhattan in new york so it's like super small as right. by comparison but it's like its own thing um but it was dope and going to the sistine chapel was crazy like that was something i've always wanted to do and part of our tour explained before we went in because the photography is not allowed in the sistine chapel yeah. so he explained like the concept of all the paintings like what michelangelo was trying to portray and how like side paintings show Like, one side is, like, major points in the life of Moses, and the other side was major points in the life of Jesus. And then, like, the ceiling is, like, a timeline of, like, uh, Jesus' life. And it was, like, and then then there's, like, one end that has something called the the last, uh, what the fuck was it called? The last something. Did I write it down? Shit, I feel bad that I forgot. The last judgment, I think, is what it was called amazing fucking pain i couldn't get a picture of that because it was on a it was on a a wall and not the ceiling and they have mad security in there to to watch for people taking pictures so like to take something take a picture of something in front of me it i'd have to actually hold my phone up so i couldn't do that but taking the picture of the ceiling i could hold my phone down and just face the camera upward so it was like not noticeable so i took pictures in there that was dope um but it was more amazing just to see it Like like wow this shit is crazy And just to be in like a lot of places that Have been around for Thousands of years and just Like the architecture And the scope of the kind of shit there Like like Those places like they're huge Like it's just Really like majestic Like all the architecture and all the buildings So yeah it was It was definitely a, a lifetime experience man to, to see shit like that It was something that I would definitely recommend everybody do, if you can, but to prepare before you do it. Don't just go. Be ready for like the kind of shit that I mentioned. Like I had an app on my phone that translated um, languages and shit, and that helped me with one of my Ubers. So like I just
2: actually <laughs> you, were you using any apps for communication and so forth like that. Yeah, I didn't have
1: to. Like if I had, I, I mean, I could have. If I had thought of it earlier For a couple of those Ubers that I missed to start with But Like sometimes when you do an Uber You know how you can leave a message to the driver or something mm-hmm. I use the app to, to type out how to say I don't speak English And then I put that in the messages So that way she would know uh, That I didn't speak English And then if she responded in, in French I could put that into the app yeah, And then when I was in Rome uh, The driver, one of the Uber drivers Had, that, had an app a similar one that did the same thing so like he would say something into it and then show me the phone and it would repeat it back in english and then i could do the same thing with my app and my phone so i was able to manage because he's the he's the uber driver that took me to the cigar lot the cigar place that i went to in rome the cast cast recommended so uh but by and large everybody speak english there for the most part
2: well that's a that's definitely on my list of places uh probably if you had to pick one out of the three, what would you recommend? Paris. Paris. Paris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was sorry, I was like puffing my cigar when he asked. Paris, by far, like not even close, not even close. Well,
2: it's like Paris is,
1: both- is so good. I, I would, I would move. To, I would, would live there.
2: It would be probably between Paris and Rome, since I did do London before. So, but yeah, we want uh, next, our next, next year for anniversary. We we're planning on doing Italy. Yeah. So looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, I would say uh, maybe Rome, but uh, yeah. I would say maybe entertain Venice because mm-hmm. I I hear Venice is really nice. Yeah, I hear good um, things
2: about Venice.
1: But I mean, Rome is still worth doing. But if you go to Rome, I would say try to get a. I mean, you might have to pay for pay extra to get a hotel like in the central area. But I'd say probably do that because, like, like I said, there's a very small circular portion of Rome that's nice, and most of it is E seven mile. So <laughs> That's
2: funny as hell Go all the way over there And you see Shit that looked like That raggedy shit
1: Yes man I was over there like This look like home Like uh- <laughs>
2: That's funny Well shit man good Y'all had a good fucking
1: time man. Yeah man It's it's always interesting To like learn new shit And like I said I have even more notes Like way more shit That I didn't talk about That was like Just like really interesting Like European TV Don't have censorship
2: Oh, just on a local station? Yeah, like, I'm just
1: watching, like, fucking a TV show on a random station and shit. And it was like, yeah, fuck this, fuck that. Like, I'm like, whoa! (laughs) Like, we do that here? Nah, the the TV shows
2: are in English?
1: Mm Mm-mm. I mean, you could possibly find an English channel. Mm -hmm. Like, in Paris, I found a channel that I would say was probably, like, usa Okay. Like it was playing um, like Law and Order and shit like yeah. that. It was in English, so that was fine. Rome, no, I couldn't find a single channel that spoke English. And then I couldn't, and then the the closed captioning didn't work. Oh, so you just- like I said it. To, I said it. To, it was on there, and I said it to English, but it would still be in Italian. So like it was pointless. The only cool thing was that <laughs> at one point it was playing The Simpsons. And I was like, well, I don't even need the captions yeah. for this. I know what they're saying. I <laughs> like, yeah. I've seen this before. I'm like, you want me to tell you what happens? That's hilarious. <laughs> like Lisa about to say this.
2: <laughs> well, that stuff was fucked, dude. Definitely uh, envious of that trip. And, um, we're not doing too many. Like I said, that'd be the next. If we do Italy for our, our anniversary next year, that'd be the next time we – Do anything international
1: I said get closer to the mic Oh my
2: bad Yeah that'd be the next time We do anything international If we did Italy next year For our anniversary So
1: (sighs) Looking forward to it
2: man Looking forward to it So So before Um, we
1: get into Oh what were you gonna say Oh I'm gonna say I need to take a (laughs) A restroom break So Okay
2: Uh Unless you got some shit you need to talk about for the next two minutes. No, no, I
1: was going to say we can get into, um, when you come back, we got a couple of feedback things and then we can get into some of the topics that we got, uh, you wanna start Start what?
2: You want to start the feedback or you want to wait?
1: We can, you can go to the bathroom first okay. and we can All do right. that. Yeah. So we'll get this, uh, feedback popping and then we'll get into some topics. All right. Uh, let's get this feedback popping. Cool. Cool. So, um. We got one from Baylor that's kind of dated um, we were supposed to record right before I left and we didn't end up doing it and he had sent uh, he had sent feedback in anticipation of us recording and then we didn't so and then I left so like it's 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 old feedback but I mean hey, it's Baylor so we're definitely gonna play it
2: feedback nonetheless so.
1: on, on a side note before I play it I just want to say like my podcast game has fallen off heavily um, I haven't really had time at work to listen to podcasts anymore. So, I really only listen to um <clears> these <throat> and, and then like um like uh Up First was like a political podcast that comes out every morning. It's like 10 to 15 minutes long. And then I kind of like hit stuff sporadically. Um so I fell back behind on Baylor's podcast like heavy, like months behind. But I spent, his podcasts don't be that long. Like he'll have some that are like 20 something minutes, maybe 40 minutes, something like that. So they're like easily digestible if you have time. And I probably, I, I'm nowhere near caught up. Well, I am caught up but because I, I started with the most recent and worked my way back. But um, I haven't listened to every single one that I've missed. But I've probably gone through maybe a good 10 to 15 of the most recent ones. I got to say, man, he's doing a great job. Like, as somebody who is fairly new to the podcast game and then doesn't have, like, a co-host, so he's just, like, talking on his own like a monologue, um, he's been doing a great job, man. His podcast I has been it, super I interesting. to
2: him because to be able to just talk without no one responding to stuff is difficult, and I don't think I can actually do that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't sure know. I yeah, I don't know if I could either, and he has, like, um, interesting topics, like, he talks a lot about relationships and shit like that, and shit with his wife, and his last episode, um, it has, I don't remember the name of it, but it had whole timber in the name. <laughs> I ain't Bruh, that yet. I'm not, I can't, I don't really want to talk about it, just because, like, I don't want to insult that man's sister-in-law, <laughs> but man, that shit was extra messy, dawg. <laughs> it was sketchy. i that
2: on the list catch up in the next few days,
1: so. Yeah, it, it was crazy, but. Anyway, yeah, I just want to shout him out, dog. It's, his podcast is super interesting. Dog. I, I enjoy it, uh, so I'm gonna get his uh, feedback popping.
0: So look, I got a, uh, I got a group. You know, I'm in a group text with my boys, and a question popped up, and in LA we just don't have it. But I wanna, I, I wanna ask for Detroit cats too. But just to give y'all a little background on, on our city, the, the, the question was this. Where do poor white people stay at in L.A.? And I honestly can't tell you. Mike, you know, I can't tell you where poor white people stay out here. And this is crazy because we never really thought about it. We just always assumed that there was no poor white people in L.A. Now, when I say poor, I'm not talking about homeless. Because we got Scare Row. We got Venice Beach. Venice Beach is probably the capital for, uh, you know, hippies and shit like that. And that's a, That's a whole. That's a lifestyle. That's not necessarily being poor. They, you know, people choose to live that that hippie type life. Then you got Santa Monica. Santa Monica is kind of is borderline, you know, homeless and hippie-ish or whatever. But I'm not talking about homeless people. I'm talking about just poor white people. And where will they stay at in L.A.? Where do they stay at in L.A.? Like, there's no Watts. There's no South Central. There's no Compton for white people. Out here, at all, and we just thought about it today, August fourteenth, two thousand eighteen. Thirty-five years old. I turned thirty-six this year, and like I said, it's something that we just never really thought about it. We just assumed that we just knew that there was no poor areas where white people stayed, with a majority of them, you know. So is Detroit is Detroit different? Is there an area where poor white people stay? Oh, and I know because i watched email right? right we're not talking about mobile homes either because we got mobile homes and the mobile homes that we do have they're like spread it out of course but half of the people that stay in a mobile home is not from california or don't live in la they just travel to la with their mobile home and they found a mobile home park and that's where they stay at so yeah not mobile homes. is there a city out there in in uh you know the city of Detroit Is there an area Where poor white people stay Hmm
2: well, I didn't think that was,
1: I didn't think that was, Definitely wasn't the question
2: That well, was the question I thought he
1: was gonna <laughs> When he ruled out mobile homes That kind of took a lot of Took a lot of my answer out <laughs> like, Yeah Cause we got a lot of places where And I do think that like I feel like poor white people Stay downriver. I could be wrong <laughs> That could just me be being like Judgmental, I
2: think down river parks of Taylor. Yeah, uh, shit, they're damn near every fucking city. Shit, you know, if you ride down Warren that way before you get out of drive, it's a uh, trailer park right there. Nah, yeah, it's a trailer park right over there. What is the thing with white people in trailer parks? What, what? I don't know, but yes, yeah, a lot of I mean, that's it's parts of the city I mean shit it's white people in Brightmoor
1: I was gonna say that like poor white people stay in Detroit dog yeah, <laughs> like, yeah they <laughs> like, stay
2: here so um I don't think there's no designated white poor white people area
1: yeah I would say down river kind of like and where I feel like there's a lot of trailer but that's why I feel like there's a lot of trailer parks and shit so like yeah, there's
2: a lot in Warren yeah C- the city I work in was just like maybe 30 minutes 20 minutes from me it's a lot of poor white trash, lots. It's a trailer park right next to my job. Poor, but, p- poor white trash central over there, Madison Heights. Uh, <laughs> I mean, shit, they're they everywhere. Shit, I don't think that I don't really see a certain spot that poor white people just reside in. They they're pretty much everywhere.
1: I will say though something interesting that he mentioned though. Uh, I. I probably said it on the podcast. I don't know if he knows or remembers, but I lived in California for two years, and when I lived there, um, I went to ben- Venice Beach, and I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that with in, in my lack of knowledge of of uh, California's population and where they reside and shit, there's probably an actual living space. That's not actually Venice beach. That is within Venice beach. Like I, I, I went down the Venice beach, like boardwalk. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, that was my extent of my Venice beach experience, but I didn't walk down the Venice beach boardwalk. I feel like I was in like poor white trash area. So I, <laughs> I mean, didn't,
2: I, I, all my thoughts of Venice beach never, I never thought there would be anything like poor tr- people just there.
1: Yeah, my my walk down the boardwalk here,
2: beach, and I just think of extra nicer shit. Yeah, I mean, kids. yeah,
1: I mean, it's like it's like street vendors, acts like people like performing and shit, and was fuck.
2: Man can't jump. Failed in Venice Beach.
1: I don't know. I don't know why. I, I mean, was, I remember, but I don't. I don't know if I don't it. Know. I don't know where it was specifically. Um, I don't even remember where that movie took place. It might have been New York for all we know. I don't know. Oh,
2: was Cali.
1: Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a possibility. It might have shot some scenes there. And then there's like outdoor workout areas like mad brolic niggas is like doing pull-ups and shit and lifting weights and shit. Like, that was the other thing. That's all I really remember about Venice Beach. And then I, I actually proposed in Santa Monica. <laughs> At, oh, uh, yeah, the Santa Monica Pier. Are oh,
2: you and and a boy wedding or something?
1: Huh? Was yeah. You, oh, yep. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't at his wedding. It was. We oh, were, th- was we were there for that. You were there for the wedding? Yeah. yeah. It was L.A. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, White Man Can't Jump? Yeah. Does it specify if anything was filmed in Venice Beach?
2: No, nah, I'm just looking on the intro on. on okay.
1: Yeah, I proposed. Uh, well, we were at Santa Monica Pier, but I didn't propose at Santa Monica Pier. Like, we walked kind of far from the pier along the beach, and that's where I proposed that. But, again, but that's. My very very limited knowledge of what Santa Monica is like. I don't know what Santa Monica the city is. I was just at that at that pier, which is a popular tourist spot. But again, my thought wouldn't have been like, "Oh, this is the this is the white trash area." It was like, you no, know, it was a fucking beach. So right. I'm sure there's a non beach portion that's probably like that. But yeah, man, I don't I don't know, man. Not really. I can't think of dedicated like poor white people spots, but. My immediate thought is downriver, just because, like, I'll go there, like, uh, my wife gets shit off Facebook Marketplace and shit, and it seems like every time she gets something, it's in, like, a poor white trash area. (laughs) Like,
2: huh. I'm still mad about them not having that fucking treadmill ready. Dude, that's the dumbest shit ever, dude. Like, why would you fuck up a sale? You're trying to sell the shit, you're trying to get rid of it, and then you don't have it ready per your instructions saying you would have it ready, though? That's and the, the dumbest shit ever. Dude.
1: And then after I left, uh a couple hours later, she dropped the price on the treadmill. <laughs> and then added a note. Bring tools. <laughs> hey, bitch. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh But yeah, no, I, I can't really uh think of um of anything like that. But like I think it's probably more more of a thing for L.A. Because L.A. is such a high cost of living. So you probably don't really think about where do poor people live in a high cost living place. It, well, poor white people. Because we know we know niggas live in the hood. so. <laughs> right, But yeah, I will say that poor white people live in Detroit.
2: Because
1: it, it, it don't... Definitely. It, housing doesn't cost much. But at the same time, it's offset by high cost for like insurance and taxes so it's it even you can't even i mean you can be poor living in detroit but like i don't really think you can be broke like it would be cheaper for me to live in the suburbs than it is for me to live in detroit because i might pay more for rent or mortgage but i ain't gonna pay shit for fucking insurance whereas the insurance in detroit is fucking ridiculous but um anyway the other feedback we have i don't have to really pull it up but my wife um send us some feedback asking basically she was asking me about the um the nfl players kneeling and shit because one of our topics is to talk about uh the developments that have happened in that which we'll get into later but um she asked me what well she asked us what would it take for us to get back on board with the nfl because we're both out right now like i haven't watched a single preseason game um the lions play next monday uh this Monday? This upcoming Monday. This Monday. Um, I'm not going to watch. I mean, I'm, I'm out. And I think currently the the ban on kneeling is on freeze right now. But because of that, that made her ask, like, so if the ban on kneeling is on freeze right now and you still out, what would it take for you to to be back, be back in? So, um... What do you think? Have you had time to – sufficient time to let it marinate?
2: Yeah, and – it's funny, man. When I saw that question, I really hadn't thought about, like, what would – I never had thought about the answer. Like, what would it really take, like, after this season? Like, what would have to transpire for me to really get back into the NFL? And I guess – I guess – Maybe if the NFL puts no sanctions on however you decide to fucking uh, use your time during the anthem, you kneel, you fucking put a fist up, whatever. It's just fucking, I want to say ignored, but there's no penalties involved in none of that shit. You just do your thing and the game starts. No backlash. None of that shit. Right now, that's what I'm thinking. And that could be subject to change. But right now, it would have to be no backlash at all. I mean, you can't help what the media says, what people say, or any of that shit. But from the NFL perspective, no fucking backlash. Let people... I still don't understand why the fuck that's in fucking sports. Like, they even have the anthem in sports. Like, it's just dumb as fuck anyway. I don't know why that has... Why is that a part of sports? I don't get why that's a part of sports. But... I think for me, definitely no backlash
1: from the NFL at all. I think. I think I would probably need that, but also I think Kaepernick would need to get a job. Because. If he wants to get back in the NFL, I
2: think he should be in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I agree.
1: Because. At the end of the day, man, there are... Say whatever you want about Kaepernick's last time playing, right? You can say he was mediocre, he wasn't that good, whatever. But like I said at the time, he was in the Super Bowl the year before uh, all that shit went down. So he wasn't even far gone from playing in the Super Bowl. And there are teams right now who are starting quarterbacks who are... Like garbage, like just like any old fucking body. So the argument that, like their their initial argument when he first did it on why he wasn't signing was that he wasn't he just wasn't good enough. That's that's what their play their their argument was like oh he ain't that good no that's more. That's clearly not the case. That's clearly not the case. Like he was better, uh before before he stopped playing than a lot of the people who are who teams are signing right now. So like. To me, the collusion is, is is evident. Like it's it's facts. Like teams do not want to sign him, or they're not allowed to sign him. Either way, I feel like it's an active an active effort to make sure that he doesn't actually play. So I would need that added. Like I would I would need him to get signed and play, not get signed. Like we're gonna sign Colin Kaepernick, and he's gonna be our fucking third string quarterback, and he's not gonna play for the whole season. Unless the first two guys get hurt, no, he needs to be signed like as an actual u- usable quarterback. Like even if it's second string, like I'd probably allow it because I mean, like if he's second string to like Aaron Rodgers or something like that, then it's like, well, chances are you're not going to get an opportunity to play unless he gets hurt. But I like, mean,
2: I'm all for Pat Kaepernick having to show his show his his worth back into an NFL spot. Yes. That fair enough. Is. Whether yeah. it's a starting spot or a backup spot, I'm totally fine with having to prove so I don't think anybody, any rational person, feels that Kaepernick should just go in and take some starting job from somebody and yeah. just start off playing. Right. No. But if he can, if I am fully okay with him competing with some team to be able to be a quarterback and play, and if he doesn't compete well to do it, let it be because he couldn't compete. Don't mm-hmm. let it be because. Of his fucking distractions, which clearly has been the case, why he couldn't be on a fucking team. Yeah, they I think was it. Seattle that considered uh, signing him. I think it was Seattle. That sounds right. It was Seattle, and I guess it was something asked about would he continue kneeling or continue protesting, and I believe he said he would, and they didn't sign him. Yeah. And it was clearly because of that. Yeah. So, so as as
1: long as that's still the case. Then I'm out, and like the 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 ban on the kneeling was the was the the final nail in a coffin. But um, even if they took that back, at the end of the day, the NFL has made it very very clear that they are not interested in having uh, Colin Kaepernick play. They're not interested in having motherfuckers kneel. Like they have clearly sided with the basically the white folks who say if players are kneeling I'm not fucking with the NFL no more and as long as that's still as long as that's still the the position that the NFL takes where they like kowtow to Donald Trump and uh the white owners like Jerry Jones or uh the fans who are uh you know burning Nike clothes and shit like that like as long as they're still with that shit, I'm 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 out because I feel like the NFL has clearly made it. I feel like the NFL has made it clear that that they, they're not saying this directly, but they've basically made it clear. Fuck what them niggas talking about. We're not riding with that, and as long as that's their stance, I'm out. And that that just, it is what it is, and because like I said, like I said, what it happened, it's personal to me at this point is personal. Like they they said we don't get we, like it's it's been clear from day 1 that the whole anthem kneeling shit has been about police brutality against black people. It ain't got nothing to do with the military and under the flag, none of that shit. It's just a way of making the statement of we're tired of police killing us. And the NFL is saying we don't give a fuck. We want that white money. So as long as that's, as long as that's the case, i'm out and it's and it's one of those things where like you can't even say it's something that a unique problem for the nfl because the nba players have been very outspoken about it nothing's happened the and the nba not even just the players but like the coaches and shit like steve kerr man like Steve Kerr is out here saying wild shit. Steve and Kerr,
2: Popovich, they've been...
1: Kerr and very, Popovich have been... They've been
2: very, very active in that. They haven't bit their tongue. They're not beating around a bush with their comments. They've been about as blunt,
1: frank, as you possibly can.
2: And, and the NBA has awesome. allowed it. And the NBA has
1: allowed it. So it's not something that it's like... Where the NBA is like, oh, we're going to hush Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich and... and we're gonna make players be quiet. Adam Silver has been, has consistently said like, they can do what they they can do what they want, they can say what they want, whatever, and the NBA has not suffered.
2: What's crazy is that with all of the Kaepernick, like I've seen a bunch of, I guess we could trans. Well, after this comment, I guess we could transition a little bit. But when Kaepernick did his knee, he consulted with the vet. Uh, Name was uh, Nate Boyer on what he should do, mm-hmm. and that was his suggestion was to kneel.
0: What? Mm-hmm. There's never been
2: any backlash to him. I've ne- and I feel like I'm on social media enough where I would see this. There's never been backlash um, towards him. So did on, the per-
1: the person he consulted, did, are they also kneeling?
2: I don't know if he he wasn't in sports. Oh, okay. He was a vet. He was an army vet.
1: Oh, I thought you meant a veteran player. No, no, no. no. Vet, I'm like army I haven't heard vet. of that person. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay that he had, you know,
2: uh, consulted with, who suggested him Neo as his way of demonstrating his, his or whatever. He's never been ostracized, never been, you know, down talked, never any of that shit. So it's like why do you go after Kaepernick when that was his suggestion? And I'm not suggesting that people go after him. I'm just saying why, never, why didn't he catch any backlash from this shit?
1: And because at the end of the day every, every Anti kneeling uh, stance has nothing to do with the actual reason for the stance. It's just people who want to find a way to justify whatever hatred they may have. So they're like, oh, uh, it's disrespecting the flag. So fuck that guy when it's not about that. And they, I got like to my wife earlier today. They know it's not about that. I don't think they think it's actually about that. I think they're using that as a. As a justification for their hatred, so like as long as that's the case, man, I don't really, I don't really have any time for what a, what. It's it's willful, what anybody's it's saying. willful ignorance <laughs> because it's been clear what what captain
2: is doing It's, it's
1: pur- purpose. I don't purpose. even want to call it ignorance. It's it's purposeful manipulation to serve your your agenda. Like your your agenda is. Um, basically i think the, the agenda at the end of the day is get black people up out of here and whatever means they can find to justify fuck these black folks they will they twist doing? it to to make it fit that narrative and if twisting it makes it to be about oh you're disrespecting the military that don't have to make sense but that's what they're going to say because that's what because at the end of the day what they want to their their end goal is fuck those black folks and now, kind of, kind of transitioning.
2: Uh, now they're the, you have white people and other folks uh, who's mad at Nike because Nike has made Kaepernick uh, the main uh, person of their new campaign, and now they're out burning fucking random
1: socks and shit and cutting swooshes off. I'm you so know, interested to see how this is going to play out.
2: Me too. You know, there are people, but, there are people that's that's mad at Nike. Outside of that, like now, now all of a sudden the people that that are mad at Kaepernick are mad at Nike because of sweatshops and shit. But they were fine with that shit up until yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? You, if you're gonna be pissed at Nike because of their whatever work, ta- alleged work tactics, uh, uh, tactics of the places. Be mad all the time. Don't be mad because they signed a the guy that wore pig socks, as the one fucking uh, dude kept saying. Like you these wore pig socks. Like these, the Camaro said, socks? keep that
1: same energy. And <laughs> ain't, ain't
2: not and they not keeping that same energy, dude. It's 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 crazy, man. Uh, I I was shocked at at the Nike move. I definitely was. It's gutsy. As it's it's gutsy, and I. But you know, people are saying. You know, I mean, Nike is a business, so of course. I don't see them doing this out of fucking, you know, uh, total love for, for blacks and equality. And they shit weighed like that, that shit
1: but, from every fucking yeah. angle. They, they 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 accounted for everything.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's a money move for sure for them, but it's still a move that a lot of other fucking companies wouldn't make. He's lost endorsements from this whole thing because of that. He lost his fucking job. So, you know, for them, to, it's still a gutsy-ass fucking move, and...
1: <laughs> I, I, I applaud it. It's dope as fuck. <laughs> it is, and it's only going to get worse. Like I read that this this is well, he's always been signed to them, but I read that this specific aspect of his deal, like he's going to have a shoe line, <laughs> he's going to have like get like it's going to be like he's getting the full on like I read that he's getting the full on Nike endorsement deal that a a level athlete is is getting financially and with the fucking the the gear and shit like that. The man. What you think? Like, what is this shit gonna look like when Nike put out that Kaepernick shoe, dog? <laughs> like, don't let that bitch be sweet, dog. Like, we, we gonna be out here, dog. I'm gonna buy myself a pair of shit. As long as they ain't ugly as fuck, I'll buy myself a pair. Boy, and these
2: people are mad. Tommy Lahren, she's out here mad as fuck. A lot of people are just fucking angry and shit, dude. They, she posted a, a meme that had uh, Kaepernick and then a, a fucking. Uh, I guess an injured army person. Like, who's really made the fucking sacrifice? And, oh, Lord. And I think she did one where... I can't find it, but it was... Uh, what was the officer... What was the the, uh, the army dude who was a, a former player? Tillman? Tillman. Brought Tillman up. I'm like, don't she know the fucking Tillman was killed from friendly fire and they tried <laughs> to hide the shit? So... He, and that takes nothing away from him I think he was—he uh, he did a great thing but don't make it seem like he was out in the fucking field and got you know mowed down by the fucking enemy or some other shit he got killed by a friendly fire that was covered up so don't make it seem like it was some old you know he went and fought for his country and you know Got caught by some foreign fucking
1: bullets and all this other stupid. Even if he shit. was, what's I got to do with Kaepernick?
2: It doesn't. It, it doesn't. But I'm like, Pat I'd be
1: alive and support Kaepernick. <laughs> like, yeah, he we'll would know.
2: Definitely support Kaepernick.
1: <laughs> he would definitely support Kaepernick.
2: But I mean, you know, I don't. Know, she, I, I hate
1: that woman, dude. I truly hate that woman, dude. <laughs> I, and I was telling somebody this. Oh, um, it's fucking. Uh, what's her name? Yoli. Uh, I was telling her like, I think that a lot of these these fox news type personalities are like literally trolling us like i don't think that they actually believe a lot of the shit that they say i think they i think that's their character that they play it's almost like a like they're actors and they do that because fox or whoever pays them to be that inflammatory person who says that kind of shit and who who pumps that narrative into the minds of the fucking lemmings who fucking watch their shows and Believe all that shit. Like, I think that... I, I really feel like a lot of these people don't even believe half that shit. But that is their job. is to be that person. And I feel like she's probably one of those people. Like, her and Coulter. A lot of these Fox Fox folks. O'Reilly and Hannity and all that shit. I feel like they... They're playing, a, they're playing a part. Like, yeah, I bet they believe some of that shit. But I also feel like... They are almost, like, contractually obligated to say... Crazy shit... Off the wall shit that doesn't have anything to do with what's actually going on, but it's what their listeners want to hear. <clears throat> but yeah, it's I, I'm gonna I'm I'm a cash out on Nike dot <laughs> Yeah, I, I I really wanna
2: I really just said they would bring out just a black Kaepernick jersey. It don't have to be a team or nothing. Just a, a whatever apparel he, he he. If it ever happens, I'm definitely buying all of that shit. Every single fucking piece. Every piece
1: Yeah And I wanna I wanna push it more too Like I felt like I was being Almost kind of like Risqué By putting like An Abdul sticker On my laptop at work Like Outwardly showing my support For a A Leftish Fucking very progressive Democratic candidate For mayor I mean governor And Being Outright with my support Like I'm leaning more toward that. Like, I'm not going to sit out here and try to sell people on pro Kaepernick stances or anti-NFL stances or anything like that, but I will subtly show my support for that kind of shit. So, like, I'll buy a Kaepernick jersey, I'll buy his shoe line, you know, any of that kind of shit. I'll rock it at work and let it be known, like, this is where I stand because I feel like right now there's a... A subset of us, us being people who, who feel this kind of way, who only preach it amongst each other, and I feel like there's a very clear divide in this country between people who support um, equal rights, gay rights, uh, um, uh, black rights, uh, you know, shit like kneeling or. Um, Anything for, like, um, just anything that's, like, very progressive and then people who are the opposite end of that stance who are very anti-anything <laughs> that's not white. And I think that I'm kind of taking an opposite approach in that I feel like opposite from... Well, actually, I'll talk about it in a minute. Opposite from certain other black folk stances who are kind of, like, trying to... I guess extend an olive branch, mm-hmm. and a, a good example of this was um, I know you you not Facebook friends would know more, but Safari made a post about um, there was a video of a, a guy with a black daughter, black guy, black daughter, and she had um, like dreads or something like that, or braids or whatever, like a you know standard fucking black hairstyle. And her school would not let her be at that school with that hairstyle. I've read about that. Yeah. yeah. And, and in the video, yeah. dude is like, I understand that's your rule, but I don't think it's fair. Like, uh, like that's your rule, and I, I, I respect that, but I don't think it's right. And I commented on it, and I was like, you know what? I'm sick of us extending this olive branch. Like, I see that's your rule, and I respect it. Like, don't respect that rule. That's a fucked up rule. Like rules aren't meant to be respected like if they're not right like have some sort of backbone take a stance on what's actually right don't you be like oh that's somebody's rule i told him i was like if i had a sign on my lawn kid yeah this is daughter
2: ain't ain't nothing to respect
1: yeah don't respect that because i'm like i told him i was like if i had a sign on my lawn that said no gay people allowed and i'm not gonna expect a gay person to respect that And be like, oh, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to walk on this person's lawn because he has a no gay people sign. I'm like, don't respect my no gay people sign. I'm a piece of shit. Fuck my sign and fuck me. Like, don't act like somebody made some arbitrary rule that because they made this rule that it's worthy of respect. It's not. Like, and we need to stop playing that role of like, oh, like trying to fix things and trying to like, oh, okay, well, let's 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 find a middle ground and let's meet meet at a common place. Like, don't try to find common ground and meet in the middle place with somebody who holds a a hateful fuck shit opinion fuck that person they don't need to have that opinion they don't deserve respect and I don't wanna I wanna kinda like make more of a stance on like what's right and not about uh keeping quiet because of who might not agree or whose rule it is or any kind of any of that kind of shit like I don't I think I feel like we're doing that too much and I told I uh, on that post, I was like, why do we have to always try to like, why do we have to be the bigger man? Like we have been shit on for centuries and we're still out here trying to find middle ground. And like, uh, my wife was watching the view earlier and Whoopi Goldberg was saying like, you know, trying to make a case for why, uh, trying to explain to somebody else who's on a panel. I don't know any of these hoes names. Trying to <laughs> try to <laughs> trash. uh, <laughs> Trying to explain why uh you know why nike stance is cool and all that kind of shit and, and how if we just had conversations and we could meet at the same place and all that kind of shit. I'm like, if you adopt that mindset, we're never gonna win because we're the ones trying to find trying to find common ground, but they ain't trying to find common ground. They're like, fuck what y'all talking about. They they want us up out of here. They're not trying to find middle ground. So as long as we're we keep extending our hand trying to uh, trying to find common ground They're going to keep stabbing us in the back Like it's it's no point So I'm like why even do that Like just st- stand firm on what you believe in And don't be afraid to say That somebody else's opinion is garbage Like don't be out here like oh it's their opinion So we should have a discussion And try to find light. No like people who feel like it's okay for the police to kill black people. You're not going to find middle ground with them. You're yeah, not going to convince not gonna them. You're
2: going to be like, I, I respect police, but they shouldn't be doing this shit. No. Yeah,
1: they're not going to be like, oh, what? you right. No, they're going to be like, no.
2: I just, I, I, and I'm with you. I just hate the fact that we have to be re- respectably, respectable Negroes and watch everything around us go against us, and we're supposed to respect it and whatever the fuck. No. I don't respect my child. Has a certain hairstyle, and they can't get into a fucking school. I'm not respecting your school. Fuck you and your school, and that shit needs to be changed. Yeah, I'm going to
1: piss on the front door. Fuck there. y'all.
2: I respect your school.
1: <laughs> He's like, that's your rule, and I respect that, but it's not fair. Like, no. No, there's no respect in that. You, you're you discriminating against my kid. <laughs> Fuck your rule, and I don't respect it at all. Yeah. Respect is the last word that's going to be coming I out of my fucking that. mouth. respect that. Like... Don't respect it because somebody just made a rule. like, like, well, th- like Discrimination against your blood, your kid, your seed. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is that really? Like, like really, what is that? Like, the idea that you made a rule. Like, so if you're a school, you make a rule like kids can't have dreads. And you're like, oh, that's their rule? I respect that. Like, what is that based on? That's not based on anything other than discrimination and hatred. Like, like I said, if I make a, the, a no gay people rule... Ain't nobody ought to be like Oh I respect that That's your rule Like no that's trash Like fuck me Like that's a shitty rule Like we can't just be out Out here respecting rules Just cause some arbitrary Motherfucker made it Like fuck that Trash ass rule I just wish we would I, I wish we would have A little bit more backbone And not try to Fucking constantly Find common ground Like it's not It's not cool So um <laughs> What you want to talk about next
2: So we had the biggest funeral in probably Detroit history. Shit, Detroit history.
1: <laughs> shit. Uh, it's more than Detroit history, dog. Dude,
2: When Aretha passed this past week, I was just wondering like what is Detroit gonna do? Because I mean, being her being being that she's been one of the you know, the biggest stars of, of of our city state, I was kinda and I was just really blown away about how much how much they really did. It was just I mean, that was just crazy. And I don't say it's a bad thing. I think, you know, she's probably deserving. I, I just, I do wish that, that stars like her and, other, and others, you know, you know, as a cliche, get their roses while they're here type shit.
1: You know, I agree with
2: that. I, I You just wish that, you know, you could celebrate these people while they're here. Like, you know, yeah. they, went over, they went, you know, over and beyond for her. And it's all for everybody else, you know. So that was the only kind of, you know, I guess,
1: That's kind I had Before we talk about that funeral though I just want to point out too that It's weird that Like you said the idea of getting the rose while you're alive Like it's weird how People get Praise After they die That they wouldn't have even got While they were alive And again to keep with the theme Of this podcast what it seems like right now Keep that same energy You don't gotta be out here like fuck so-and-so but you don't have to all of a sudden like search for reasons to worship this person just because they died you can be like okay they died respect <laughs> or or not say anything like
2: like why did you why, why does your 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 response have to come like if you wouldn't have said it when they was around why would you want to say it like is it cool to be able to give someone reverence when they die oh i think that that's kind of what it
1: is it is and and i want to say i get it but i don't because like I, I again out of respect i'm not gonna like go in but like why are we all so pro john mccain now like i don't i don't get it john mccain is not john mccain is not somebody who is worthy of our praise John McCain did a lot to thwart the black movement Throughout his time as a politician John McCain has a whole lot of instances Of being a fuckboy Like you can't just be like Oh he was a war hero and he was mad cool I think it's because he had shade for Trump Like over the course of the past year or so That people are like Oh yeah that's cool Just like how they see uh, Bush Jr. give Michelle Obama some candy And they're like oh man George think, Bush Jr. was so cool. I miss George Bush. George Bush Jr. was a piece of shit. I think, like,
2: I think, com- well, I think, with McCain is a combination of of hate for for Trump, and I felt like he he respected Obama a a, a decent amount. Like there was, uh, you know, times I think when he was on his campaign trail and the lady was trying to. You know, slander Obama, and he was just like, you know, that's not that person. You know, we have differences, but you know, that's not who he is. Blah blah blah. So I think those are combinations of maybe why. But I think in general, I think if you're not a total shithead, people want to try to say some nice things, you know, uh, which is fair uh, about you or whatever. But I mean, I think people who really know the history or people know that you know, some people like McCain, he's done a lot of lot of crash shit towards you know, uh, people of color. Uh, say it crash shit and so forth. And,
1: you know, but, yeah. Kind of different. I mean. I just don't feel like John McCain is somebody who is worthy of the kind of praise that he's getting. I think. And it's it's fine to just not say anything. Right. I haven't said shit. When John McCain died, I posted the story on Facebook with no commentary and went on don't know about how my you life. feel, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares how I feel. <laughs> and if they. Anybody anybody would probably be able to presume how I feel about John McCain. I don't dislike John McCain. I'm out here like, yo, fuck John McCain. Fuck John McCain. But like, (laughs) I'm a step down from fuck John McCain. (laughs) Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel no kind of way about him. So I'm not going to sit out here. I'm not going to disrespect the dead man and be like, yo, um, fuck John McCain. I'm just not going to say shit. But I'm not gonna fab like I'm not gonna like be out here like trying to reach for ways to praise him and shit just because he died. Like he died in, and he's not here anymore, and that's it. Like I like that's it. Like I'm not gonna be out here like well he like well he did this and well he did like I don't need to reach for for reasons to like say nice things about him. I can just not talk, and I'd would ra- rather do that than and this like I said the same thing is happening with Bush like. Trump has been an insufferable piece of shit And people have been like Now saying good things about Bush And like
2: Why is he getting praised for crushing on fucking Michelle Obama though?
1: <laughs> well because everybody stands for Michelle Obama So they're like Oh he fuck with Michelle Oh yeah I fuck with him Oh yeah I remember He was so funny when he was president Like bruh
2: like, what, what, what presidency did you watch?
1: But man like I feel like people's Like they must have real short term memories man that motherfucker was, man. Like I, I don't, I don't understand how people, how people are rationalizing ways to like George Bush. Like you can be like, okay, um, Trump is worthy of every ounce of hate you can muster in your body and soul, and that's fine. But reserve that for him. You don't have to also try to make Trump look worse by building up Bush because Bush was shitty in his own, in his own regard. Like, like you can't, I I can't reflect on George Bush and be like, Oh, those are the good times. Like, no, those were not the good times. Like George Bush was a horrible president. Dog. Listen,
2: whenever, uh, Trump decides to leave or decide. So whenever he leaves this earth, best believe there will be no high points. (laughs) No random compliments, no nothing when no. that guy exits the
1: earth at all. It does make me wonder, though, like if if I don't know if it's possible, but if, like, say. After this whole Trump shit is over, if we somehow manage to find a way to an elect to elect someone worse, are people going to find a way to rationalize well, it ain't, it the ain't good Trump side Trump. of Trump? Like,
2: right.
1: I, I don't know. The you Trump would think this
2: bad. Right.
1: You would think no, but. Oh, it's gonna people happen. are people are rationalizing ways to make Bush look good. And Bush hey, was man, aw- listen, like, Bush was the f- horrible, dog.
2: The, like, fact, the fact that the, the
1: the simple fact that Trump became
2: president just lets me know that even when you think fuck shit can be fucked up, it can be far fucking worse. Yeah. Like th- this was not the plan of anything. This was not the plan for him to <clears throat> excuse me be president and to see that actually happen and it was just like this is impossible ain't no way in the fuck he's gonna be president after that happened man if there's a worst possibility of some something to happen it can happen (laughs) like it can fucking happen dude so yeah (laughs) Yeah. Trump, Trump made me Trump the Trump presidency made me feel that we are we might be living on hell on earth like there they, no one no one really i don't think black people really thought that he had a real true chance of being president and the fact that, that shit happened though it just makes you feel like you know i it doesn't make me feel in, enthused about shit it just makes me feel bad that there are worse shit that can happen than what's currently whatever the current situation is it could be
1: worse shit to happen you yeah I, I i think like With Trump, too, and I don't want to get into it too heavy, but, like, I, (laughs) as bad as I thought a potential Trump presidency could be, it's been worse than I imagined. Like, I, I can't even wrap my head around the idea that there are people who feel like this is okay. Like, it's, like, insanely bad. Like, yes, it's, 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 it's. By far the worst And I, I don't <laughs> it, It's way worse than I thought it was going to be And today Um Not today um, When was this No yeah no today Um, My days have run together so rough The past few weeks <laughs> I've lost complete track of what day of the week it is Like all the time This was today Today um, There were excerpts released from a book uh, About Trump that have all kinds of wild, wild shit, and I'm like, I, I <laughs> it's a, it's amazing that we are, um, nearly two years into this, and it's still progressively getting worse. Like, <laughs> like you think we're like at rock bottom, and it gets worse. Like, uh, excerpt from this book. Um, well. It was in an article that I read about the book. I haven't read the book; it's not out yet. But um, there's a part where it talks about him when he when he said that uh, there were after the which which shooting was. There's so many fucking shootings. Um, fucking not the shooting. One? The fucking um, fuck. Which one was it? Where they had the fucking tiki torches and shit. Well, that was the that uh, shit. That, Charlottesville? That Charlottesville, I,
2: Charlottesville. I don't. Uh, protest yeah and how he
1: said there was good people on both sides it said that um all his aides were telling him like yo you got to get out here and say you know say something like take that back like because you're getting wild crucified over saying that there was good people on both sides like you gotta you know come back and say you know fix this shit and then he came out and was like and said basically anti-shit about the kkk and white nationalists and all that shit Then the book said that he was watching like Fox News or whatever after that, and they were talking about how he basically flip flopped and changed sides, and how he, you know, changed his mind and all this kind of shit. This motherfucker said that it was like the worst fucking speech he did, and he had never he with fuck in it. Like I should have never fucking said that. Now I look weak, blah, blah blah. Like he was mad and said that his worst speech as a president was him going back. On saying that they were good people on both sides, or bad people on both sides, I don't remember whatever. Uh, both sides have responsibility. Whatever.
2: <coughs> he's so fucking trash. God, he's so fucking trash.
1: Like his trashness is—it's beyond like his you know, job as a president.
2: The goddamn flag.
1: I mean, what? Uh, you have a flag pin on your lapel that you could look at that to he reference. Wear it all. I don't think he wears that pin. Well, he could, and he, it exists, and he could have it to reference, Did and you he doesn't. Oh, I don't know if
2: that was that you posted, and someone commented, or someone said that maybe he was trying to he was trying to color in the Russian flag. <laughs> I think it was one of my posts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, he, he's fucking awful, dude. Can't, can't stand it. But I but what? like I say it just it, it just shows me that. the Whatever the worst is, it can't fucking happen fucking around with him. So,
1: when people say he's narcissistic too, that was something that I kind of like undervalued like in in my assessment of him, like, oh yeah, he's narcissistic. He's very self-absorbed, blah blah blah. But as time goes on, his narcissism is I think like otherworldly. Like it's insane. He's so narcissistic that he, he's unaware of anything outside of his immediate viewpoint. And that he can, he will literally make up shit and he's so self-absorbed that I don't even think he entertains the idea that the shit that he makes up can be easily refuted. He just thinks like, oh, I'm going to say this shit and everybody's going to buy it because I said it and I'm Donald Trump and I'm president. And then like things will come out like, yo, you made that up. That's not a thing. That's that's completely false. And he acts like. Because he said it, it's not false, like I like that's crazy to me that you can be so. So absorbed with yourself and your own image that you can say some shit and it could be complete fucking make believe and you are so confident in yourself that you think that you can actually say that, say make-believe shit, and no one's going to fucking call you out on it. Like, that, I think that's the part that, like, trips me out the most, is he'll tweet shit or respond to shit, and it's completely, like, completely fucking made up. It's, like, not even remotely real. Like, this motherfucker made up a poll about himself. He just made it up. Man, he Like, every media outlet was like, what poll is he referring to? Like, why would you make up some shit and think that no one's gonna fact check it? And it's because you think that you're just that—you're just in your own bubble that much, feeling yourself that much—that you can just make up some shit and people are just gonna buy it. I mean,
2: he—the way he tweets and communicates is damn near like onion—the onion articles and shit. (laughs) Like the shit you—you don't—it's like this shit can't be fucking real. Like he's like. And I don't even think it was a stretch, man. But he's like Hitler without genocide. <laughs> like, I mean, that's the only thing that's just keeping him from being the most worst fucking person on earth, dog. Like, yeah, he, he's, fucking, he's fucking terrible, man. But, yeah, enough of him. I'm fucking blood pressure up.
1: Yeah, I could talk about, like, just all the things I've seen with him and how trash he is. I could, I could do it forever, man. It, it's so... I've spent a... a Kind of like a large amount of time Just thinking like about him Like like stuff that he says and does And how crazy it is And it's so mind boggling But let's not talk about that So I want to talk about Two more things before we can wrap up How? Uh, what time are we at?
2: We're over two hours
1: Oh shit, okay So two more things I want to go back to Aretha's funeral There's a couple things to talk about from there Okay. One, Michael Eric Dyson Duh. My man Dog, Michael Eric Dyson, like, I've always been a fan of Michael Eric Dyson. I probably talked about it on the podcast before. He's one of my favorite people, dawg. When he's on Bill Maher's show, I fucking love it. Michael Eric Dyson dragged this motherfucker for filth so bad, dawg. It was so good. It was so good. I'm watching it, and, and for the record, I... I either watched or heard the entire Aretha Franklin funeral because okay. me and my wife were off. We had just got back from the vacation. She was like chilling on the couch. Just. And it was kind of like a thing where like, yo, let's just turn this on and check it out. And you know how long it ran. She ended up, it was on the, it was on the TV the entire time. I mean, it ran a whole work day and stuff. <laughs> right. Like people got off work and it was still going on and shit. Right. And she was watching it. It was on the TV I was working on my photos from the vacation, so I was either watching it or hearing it. So I heard the entire thing, and Michael Eric Dyson's part was so fucking dope, dog. I was like, like I legit, I was legit turned up. Like I wish he would have did the eulogy. <laughs> like
2: I mean, his his shit. You didn't have to do
1: it. Just 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 keep it on him. Man, it was so good. Like Michael Eric Dyson's vocabulary shits on mine. And I consider my vocabulary to be better than probably anybody that I know. My 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 friend Larry his vocabulary is second to none. I'd probably say Larry's exceeds mine. But like other than that, I can't think of nobody with a better vocabulary than mine. And Michael Eric Dyson says shit that I had to Google. I was like, I don't I turned around and I was like, I don't even know what that means. He called him like a lugubrious leech or some shit like that. I don't know Lugubious what the fuck it was. Leech. I had to Google lugubrious, though. I was like, I've never even heard that word before. Like, so th- that that turned me up on strictly a nerdy sense. Like, yo, this nigga just said a word I don't know. <laughs> like, but, yeah, that was dope. And then um, that fucking trash-ass preacher that was fucking grabbing on Ariana Grande's titties and shit. Like, that shit really fucking bothered me, man. And not, the, not just the actual act... But the responses to it, like people talking about her dress and shit like that, or people trying to rationalize how a preacher wouldn't do that. Yes, a preacher fucking would do that shit. Like where you live at?
2: Like, like what, under what rock have you been under forever to say a preacher wouldn't do that? Well, you like, got the whole the whole fucking state of of, of Pennsylvania uh, Catholic priests have been. Fucking over kids. I just that was a uh, recent story. It was like tons of the motherfuckers, like church full of the motherfuckers, like. And you have the nerve to say that you won't think any preacher would do some shit like that. And lot now, did you notice that knife? I didn't notice his hand touching. No, no, I didn't see. No, I was not watching. I was listening at that. Okay, I didn't. I saw the interaction, but I didn't. I wasn't paying attention like that, so I didn't see his hand grabbing all that stuff until later on. And I'm looking like dog, like you. And you don't mistakenly grab and adjust yourself touching somebody and unless you're you're fuck it's on purpose. There's no mistaking with that shit.
1: Yeah, it was the adjustment that did it for me. Like I saw a tweet that was like responding to um I wanna say it was Sean King No, it wasn't Sean King, it was um uh Van Jones. And they were like, Do you really think a preacher would do that on purpose? And he was like Uh, no, I don't think a preacher would do that on purpose, but it was, it was still inappropriate. Something like that. And I responded like, yes, I think he did it on purpose. Like, because, like, if you do like that side hug kind of deal or whatever, do the side hug, whatever. But like, the way his like, fingers were like, wagging and kind of like, readjusting and like, re-gripping and like, pulling her back in and then like, that finger wiggling shit, like dog like has she said anything no not that I know of anyway but like to me that was like to me it looked indisputable that he did it on purpose yeah that shit was fucked like up, that bro. shit looked mad creepy dog like that finger wiggling shit man I was like dog this nigga is trying to get his feel on for sure dog yeah that was fucked up and he's yeah. like I hugged everybody who came up on that and I,
2: nah, I, I didn't
1: watch the whole thing like I said I, I watched you and that. listened but like I was listening to the radio, and they were like, "No, he didn't hug everybody that came on you there." you Grab Michael like, Dyson's fucking chest, <laughs> right?
2: Did you, you know what I'm saying? You didn't do that to everybody. And I can say I I left work at like two, so I missed the I missed the rest until like what eight. <laughs> I don't <laughs> fucking finish. But nah, dog, you, that was some on purpose fuck shit, and and you damn near need to step down from your shit. You you know that that was just that was just ridiculous, man. It. For people who want to shame that girl on her dress and not address that, it just shows what kind of fucked people are out here.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, at the end of the day, yo, that dress was inappropriate. Like, that's not that's not cool to wear to a funeral. But you can't put that in the context of of her getting fucking if it's titty so, finger fucked. Like, if, like <laughs> if it's inappropriate, so be it. But that's not it's
2: nothing on the level of the shit that happened to her. Mm. And and nor should it even be equated that And you didn't say that But I know it shouldn't even be equated that That
1: shouldn't be in the same conversation It shouldn't be in the
2: conversation Or anything that she may have been deserving Or any of that shit Because she could have been fucking butt ass naked up there And it still would not have been a reason for him to grab on her like he did Like it shouldn't be in the conversation So I keep hitting shit on this phone I need to put my phone down Um, Everything I try to hit I end up hitting the fucking video That's loud as hell Uh, Yeah that was fucked up and the actual dude that did the eulogy was fucking terrible, dog. Somebody, uh, I think it was Rufio, mm. He 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 did a tweet like, "Do he know that she didn't get killed?" Like he did. A, he was fucking preaching like she died in a drive-by or something. <laughs> come on, but, and then I see someone talking about, "I can't." He, I, I bet she's gonna go to black on black violence. I know he is. I know he is. And it was like three tweets later, she <laughs> was like, "Show fuck, did like, come on, man." I just I just hate these respectability fucking people out here, man. That that was just a that was the, it was like a, it was the you know everything I have seen and heard from other than that creepy ass pastor was went well and then the fucking eulogy just went downhill.
1: Yeah, one of her uh, family members came out today talking down on on his eulogy and shit, and he made the exact perfect point. He was like, he spoke for fifty minutes and at no point did he eulogize her. Like, it, it, it's like he went up there with his agenda. Like, I'm going to talk about these things. Like, why are you talking at a, a funeral about Aretha Franklin? If you're going to eulogize her, talk about Aretha Franklin. Why are you talking about fucking black-on-black crime and, uh, you know, mothers being able to raise sons? And I was like, what are you talking about, dog? Like, what does that have to do with anything? And, and my post, I... I posted it. It was funny because my mom commented on it. My mom don't never be on Facebook, dog. Get and the she fuck com- out of here. She commented on it saying that his thing was trash, but my post was like, my, <laughs> my post was like wild vulgar because I put wild shit on Facebook because my mom don't be on there like that. She's friends with me, but she don't be on there like that. And I put, I was like, <laughs> I was like, every funeral has a motherfucker that needs to not say shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is today's motherfucker. And she <laughs> I was like, yo, my mom said me say motherfucker two times in a post in the same fucking post, dude, and she true. didn't say shit. She was just like, yeah, basically was like, yeah, his his UG was trash. But like, <laughs> I was like, man, I said motherfucker twice on this shit, and she comments on like it. A post
2: to comment
1: on, yeah. I yeah, like, that, I don't say motherfucker on posts too often, but uh, yeah, that, yeah. Shit,
2: that shit was trash, dude. Straight trash, and. I think it was like praising like a Reese's father or something. It was like, what the fuck her dad got to do with this? And from what I've heard, her her dad was fucking trash. I right, he allegedly had a kid with like a twelve or thirteen year old or some crazy shit. Uh, so yeah, trash, trash, trash.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know why um, I, I I don't know why his. I, I don't understand the point of his eulogy, dog. I just don't. Like, I, I don't even know. I feel like he was trying to serve his own purpose. Like, he knew he was going to be on a big stage and was like, I'm going to sell these points that I feel personally that need to be done. Like, his whole thing was like a some kind of, like, slander in the black community. And it's like, why are you here for that? Like, that's not what this is about.
2: Man, they should have yanked his ass off stage, dog. Should have straight yeah. took his ass off and just drove him down to fucking Brightmore.
1: Man, when I was in high school... Um, I was in the 10th grade and one of my classmates in the 10th grade committed suicide. And he was part of a very popular clique in high school. So he's very popular and shit. When he committed suicide, um, I came to school the next day. I didn't know about it. And I came to school and it was like mad people in the hallway crying and shit at the lockers or whatever. I'm like, what happened? Found out that he killed himself, or whatever. And at his funeral, somebody, I feel like it was his dad. Had a like wow inappropriate speech dog like I feel like he was I I felt like he was drunk and I mean if it's the dad is probably kind of understandable that you'd be drunk but like he I I can't remember it's it's been a long time so I don't remember exactly what he said that was wild inappropriate but I remember all of us kind of looking at each other like yo somebody might need to get him off the stage his his speech is like crazy inappropriate and. I don't know why that's a thing. Like, I feel like there's always somebody who speak at a funeral that needs to not be talking, and Dude, he was aunt, that guy. My aunt spoke at
2: my dad's funeral, and I left. I was just, she was just over talking shit. She was his sister, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, the older sister, and uh, yeah, that shit was ridiculous. I was just like, what the fuck is she doing? And yeah. I fuck, I just, I ended up going to get some, some to drink or something. I just walked out and shit, and she just kept going and kept going like she need to get her ass yanked off like that shit was the worst shit ever dude i don't get what why why some funerals breed people that want to just make
1: the agenda about them and shit yeah that shit is just ridiculous man but, i don't even want to talk and shit like that man like i had to i eulogized my grandma at her funeral i spoke uh, and i just wrote you know i wrote some shit beforehand like uh, i'm not no modesty i'm an excellent writer it made sense that my mom said hey can you write something And I did, and I spoke, and it. At no point did it occur to me to try to make a political statement. (laughs) Like, 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 what are you doing, dog? Like, why are you making a political statement, dog? Like, you're here for. But I think it's it's that guy didn't have any relation to the family, so it was like I think I heard that he makes it
2: even worse.
1: Yeah, he like I heard that he eulogized other famous people. So the family was just like, hey, get this guy. But I don't understand why... Like, so if it's me, right? And say say I'm Aretha Franklin's brother or whatever, right? Or kid. And I'm like, who are we going to eulogize? Who are we going to have do the eulogy at this funeral? I'm not going to be like, hey, find a rando who fucking eulogized some other rando celebrity and have him speak. I'm going to have somebody fucking... I'm going to speak myself. I'm going to have a parent, a cousin, an aunt, uncle. Somebody who actually... You know, has something impactful to say with their experiences with this person. Like, I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, let's get some random preacher from Atlanta who has eulogized whoever the fuck." Like, why would you like outsource your fucking eulogy? <laughs> like, fucking do it yourself. Like, what the fuck? So like, that that was crazy. To me that that man was there to serve his own fucking agenda. Man, that shit was embarrassing. What he did. Um, I think on a, I guess on
2: a last note on a, on the a funeral. Unless you have anything else. Not on the funeral. I have one more topic. Yeah, I think on the last thing about the, just Aretha Franklin, period. Well, two things. One, uh, they're renaming Shane Park to Aretha Franklin Park. So that's been approved. Yeah. I really don't have no feeling about that. That just happened. Me just neither. Just kind of talking about it. Yeah. And I think the second, the last thing I think that's kind of sad is that Aretha was sick. She had, I got pancre- pancreatic cancer. hmm And so, I mean, for a while she kind of, you know, knew that, you know, things were going, going downhill. But- she did not make a fucking wheel. And so she has an estate that's worth like 80 million. Now her family has to go to court for this shit. Man, that just sucks, man. It's just, you know, you could plan out your fucking funeral. You can say who wants to, who wants to be there and shit, but you don't do something like that. That would make the transition easy for your family. I mean, granted they're going to go to court and they probably get a ton of fucking money. That's never going to bring back their fucking loss. their their lost loved one or whatever. But you really could have made that shit a lot easier for your family having to fight for shit, you know, so. Yeah. And I mean, so I thought th- that was, I was it's, it's just it's just a sad note that they have to go through that shit now.
1: I've never really thought about, not necessarily a will, but, like, how I would want a funeral to go. But, like, for me, I would probably want, like, I do. I definitely wouldn't want to outsource talent. <laughs> like, right, right. I'm fi- I'm fine with the people who know me to speak, but like, assuming I live to old age, which means that my mom has already passed. Like, I would just say, like, you know, I want my wife or my brother or my kids to eulogize me, and that could be it. Like, I, I don't understand why it had to be outsourced like that. That's like mad weird. She had a big ass family. Like, yeah. I-, I don't. I don't know. I don't understand I don't that. Yeah. And so, now you got your fucking legendary ass funeral eulogized by a fuckboy, boy, and that's just and that's just life. Like that's just it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, it. It ain't no like, redos. Yeah, it, you know what what that's saying? it. So that's Fifty it. years from now, it's like yeah, oh Aretha yeah. Franklin died and a fuckboy
2: boy did her eulogy. Yeah, and that's gonna be the le- that's go- that's gonna be the legacy of the fucking funeral.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool, but then it was long that- as fuck, and then a fuckboy
2: boy did the eulogy.
1: Yep. yep.
2: So. Yeah. So, last topic you have is can you guess? Oh, M's album. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. <laughs> so, what? What? When did that come out? Tuesday? Friday? Friday. I'm, I'm totally off of days. Today is
1: the Tuesday. Lone, the long weekend. The <laughs> yeah, long weekend for y'all.
2: So, woke up Friday. Obviously, I think it came out at midnight, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I only to sleep early Thursday, and. I see a post from Steve had a screenshot and initially since the, the album cover uh, is paying homage to Beastie Boys, I thought he was posting something about Beastie Boys album. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, that's, you know, I would say weird, but, you know, maybe he's talking about Beastie Boys, random music, but I was like, oh, shit, it's fucking him. Man, I was hype as fuck riding to work that morning, man. Dope as fuck. I, I think I think you, you kind of mentioned something about, you know, hoping people hate his album enough for him to come out with better shit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's definitely classic, classic M. I think we've been wanting for some albums now. Yeah. Uh, so, I was very, very impressed. Still, still impressed. I haven't revisited since Saturday.
1: I've um, listened to it probably about four or five times. Okay. Yeah.
2: And But I, I am definitely a huge fan. Um, yes. Very much so. Very much so.
1: Yeah, man. I was, uh... It's weird to get blindsided like that because even even now when people kind of like release albums, uh, kind of out of the blue, you still kind of know it's coming. Yeah, it's not like they like back. I don't say back in the day, but like you know, back in you know the nineties, so early two so thousands. About albums, album's yeah. Out in a month or and they like put that. out three, four sing. You know, yeah. they put out a couple of singles, that and was,
2: yeah, that was the format. They would announce the an album. You got singles. You may have a video or something. Yeah, fucking album comes out. I mean for people to actually care, i mean for people to actually matter and care and shit like I think what Beyonce have done it a few times where she just dropped a fucking album in the, and
1: and then I feel like even then we knew about it a couple of days in advance maybe. Maybe yeah. But like but this This came out of nowhere. Nothing. Like nothing. nobody knew anything. It was like the day before it was like Eminem's putting out a song for the Venom soundtrack. And then I woke up and it was like, Eminem we got a new album. Out. I didn't even hear that. <laughs> Oh, okay, I, See, I heard I that. Know, I didn't even know that. I so heard that he had a song. All
2: music, all new music for M was a total surprise for me.
1: Yeah, I had a song. I knew that. that I knew he had a song in the Venom soundtrack because they were like, "Oh, Eminem's got a song in the Venom soundtrack that he's going to release." I'm like, "Oh, cool!" And then I woke up and it was like, "New album, new album!" I'm like, "Yo, like yeah, this so really dropped I, out of nowhere." Very
2: impressed. Uh, so, so far, I think my favorite tracks is probably the one with Jordan and Lucas uh joiner Joyner.
1: yeah. Joyner. <laughs> you keep calling him jordan no no, no it's jordan oh okay i Joy, at least said Joyner. jordan again i'm like Name. Joyner, <laughs> yeah
2: i said it before yeah Joyner lucas and probably uh royce yeah um but yeah it's it's solid as fuck dude production is dope yeah i have nothing but praise for that album
1: yeah i was pleasantly surprised i went in obviously expecting with low expectations because his last album was and i i totally
2: read your fucking status wrong on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought you were just saying it was trash, and I was like, I thought you were saying the album was trash, and maybe we need to tell him more that his shit is trash. <laughs> and so that's how I read it, and I was like, wait, let me get some coffee, let me wake the fuck up. And then <laughs> I, that's when I turned it on and was ran at work like, no, this is the opposite of trash. <laughs> yeah, this, I was, I was impressed, suck.
1: man. Like I, I, he, he said that he, he, he said that he didn't put too much thought into it, um, and. It kind of shows, and that sounds weird to say that it shows that he didn't put much thought into it, but that's a good thing for him.
2: I feel like, he, I feel like he more so like, I didn't overthink this. I just kind of did it. Yeah. And that works for kind of how I took it. like I didn't overthink this. I didn't try to, you know, whatever he does, whatever, whatever he did to do Revival, he just didn't do it this time. Yeah. Then, you know, so.
1: I, I listened to Revival when it first came out. I was like, hmm, okay. Let me force myself into a second listen. And I haven't listened to it since. And when I've played this album, once it completes on Spotify, it'll play random Eminem songs after that. And a couple of times after I've listened to it, it'll start playing songs from Revival. I don't even fucking recognize them. I'm like, I don't remember this. I remember this and it'll be from Revival and shit. I and the I'm like the
2: song that he did with Beyonce. Right. And that's the only song I can recall from Revival. Yeah. and Which I didn't hate that song. I, I did. <laughs> I hated that song I didn't hate that song but yeah I didn't go I didn't go back to that album no I legit hated that song um the Ed
1: Sheeran song I thought was okay that was uh, okay but like not much not much of that album and this one I I guess it, it I guess it mattered that he didn't put too much thought into it because it was just it was bars all day production was solid and that's really all I ask out of him man and he's done a really bad job with Hooks like he's horrible with a cor with a chorus lately and this one didn't have that so he just i mean took that shit out yeah just, let's just throw that he out. took it out when he had it it was fine um he's been doing like a lot of like this like sing soggy kind of shit on hooks lately he didn't have that on there he had it on one song and it was fine like he it, it was it was a very solid album i'd say it's his best since I, I i'm kind of on the fence like my first impression was, it was his best since recovery. I'm unsure of if I think it's better than recovery or not, because for me, when I listen to an album, I want to like a vast majority of the songs. Then the second piece is that I want to have songs that are stellar. So it's like, if it's a, say 15 track album, and I like ten of the tracks. That's good.
2: If I need like thirteen or twelve or thirteen for it to be like okay.
1: But if on top of that, say three or four of them are really really good, that helps. So with like recovery, I would say I liked less of the songs than I like on this one. But recovery had songs that I really 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 liked, and then so I'm kind of on the fence. Like I'm like, do I like? Songs on this one As much as I like The ones that I really liked On Recovery How do I weigh that Versus the Quantity of songs That I like Cause on this one There's probably only about Two songs I don't like It's 13 tracks Two of them are skits So 11 songs There's probably like Two songs I don't really fuck with So 9 out of 11 Really strong That's a really strong album Recovery I don't remember How many tracks it was I want to say it was like 19 19 I didn't like that same percentage, but it had songs on it that I really, really, really liked. So I don't really know how I rank it versus Recovery. If I put it stronger than Recovery, it's as best as Encore. So yeah, it's yeah, it's say that, yeah. it's it's strong. So it's 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 not a bad album. So that's good. Um, I had another note about his album that I wanted to talk about. Oh, the um, all of this is the this and shit like that. It's so like he threw a lot of shade, at a whole lot of rappers shit and uh, shit, I, I can appreciate good. I like to see good battles, good
2: shade, good yeah, good shit. You know, uh, did you listen to uh, Machine
1: Gun Kelly song? I did. Um, I think that the I feel like MGK song is kind of getting hyped up a little bit more than it should be. I mean, I think the hype is because it's not
2: a bad song, like. Produce wise, made wise. It's not a bad song. Like no, I it's like, a good song. I like the beat to the song. I like his melodies with it. You know, but it was like the most politest diss song ever. Like <laughs> you know, he's complimenting the guy on everything. And shit. You have
1: to go, but you wear sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Right, right. Right. Right.
2: You're top ten, but blah, blah blah blah. You know, it's just. It was like it's like he took a he took like the the rabbit from eight mile like stance of complimenting the guy and putting it all out there and. You know, but yeah, I, I I feel like he need to drop an album since he got this buzz. Other than that, I don't know. I, MGK, yeah, because he need to make some out of this shit. Because he's probably going to get murdered again. Lord, and uh, you got bizarre sitting on the toilet talking <laughs> about how how he's about to catch it, dude. I couldn't understand like this. This is all that wasn't like a drip, dude. I was like a
1: faucet running. That sounded like a like a like your toilet running and shit. Yeah. I think like that, he hit the fucking handle and just held it down <laughs> and shit. <bro. laughs> right. I feel like he's... I feel like the... If... I got so many prayers for MGK if, if Eminem responds. Because I I feel like as someone who's in the business, you should know what you're getting into. And I feel like he is probably playing his hand like, I know I might get murked. But by me responding, is going to help me... Get publicity. So, like, I no, feel like he kind of totally. wins regardless. Yeah, no, he,
2: it's, it's, a win-win yeah. It's, a, it's a win win for him. Yeah. As long as he can actually produce decent songs out of the shit. Right. The song it, wasn't trash. It, so. it wasn't trash. So, he can win. He's going to win. It's not that he's beating Eminem. He's just winning because he doesn't, he's not sucking at it and he's getting mad publicity. So, and a lot of people don't respond to him, to him. No, not at all. So, I mean, yeah. So, uh, like, Joe he, Bud's not going to respond.
1: Right. Uh, well, I
2: wish fucking, you would though. I, I kind of wish you would, but I don't think it's going to matter. Um, Tyler may say some stumps dumb yeah. shit, but maybe not. So it's it's just great. It's 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 a it's a great thing for him for um, Kelly Machine Gun Kelly.
1: Uh, yeah, career wise, yeah, he he's he's gonna win. He he kind of wins regardless. Uh, the song was good. Um, he he threw some good shots. It was cool. I don't think it's as good as everyone else is saying it is. Like people are like, Oh man, he came with that heat. Like, okay. It was all right. Uh, yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not going to rank, uh, his song among this records. Like, I'm not going to be like, yo, this, this MGK song is Pushy in the top 10. Like
2: the dopest fucking diss song of 2018. And there's nothing else. Touching no, 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 nothing there's nothing else, else, else coming. It. No, because so, like, you
1: can't like <laughs> the push T shit, dog. Like what's unique about the push T shit is, like, a lot of diss tracks are about somebody's bars or somebody's ghostwriting and, you know, whatever. It's, like, it keeps it fairly kosher, I would say. Yeah. Like, it, diss tracks since, like, the 90s. Because, like, when you had, like, No Vaseline and fucking uh, uh, Real Motherfucking G's from Easy. Uh, Tupac shit. The Ripper Strikes Back. Ripper Strikes Back. Like, that shit was like a whole different level of diss tracks. But since then, diss tracks have been kind of like, eh, kind of watered down. But like. <laughs> the, the, Why are you hiding a child? The, like, nah. like, like, that, <laughs>
2: that shit, though. That, and it was said with so much, like,
1: it passion, so much, dog. Like, like, passion, dude. It was-
2: <laughs> So I mean, you you know, if if we ever you know get to a point of ranking diss songs, that's going to be you know high on the list. When you and, and that's that's going to be mentioned in the No Vaseline's and the, the Strikes <laughs> Back and the one that uh, I forget the title with L, uh, Kumo D diss LL and and speaking of that was kind of the 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 theme I believe if he ever talks about it, uh, uh, Michael Eric Dyson. Uh, that whole lugubrious leech. The, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was like the alphabet a, shit. That was like comes. It's like a part of Kumo D's diss to LL of doing that. So, but yeah, your T by far best diss of 2018. It won't be nothing close to it. I don't think ever coming out. <laughs> the
1: crazy thing is like. I wouldn't even rank "Push T's as a diss song. I'll rank it as a diss line. It's a diss, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, just that, just that, like like the passion, like you are hiding a son. Like it was like <laughs> a diss editorial and shit, dude. like <laughs> like where, like whoa, like nobody even knew about that shit. Man, it wasn't he- even like there were people like yo, uh, maybe Drake has has a kid by like a random stripper or whatever, like. That wasn't even out in the streets, dog. That pushed no. him like, you are hiding a son. Like, where, whoa. Where he, had,
2: he had the Columbo's of fucking entertainment out <laughs> there. He didn't say God, Columbo. Because, man, like, he just brought shit that no, like, no one knew. It wasn't like hints of that shit. That was just, and the man, it was another line he said. Columbo used to,
1: like, leave the room and then come back, like, one more, one more thing. Yeah. So that's what <laughs> pushed in there, like, actually, one more thing. You are hiding a son. Like whoa! And then he said it was another
2: line where he was talking about the the the, uh, the the kid, the baby mama, said something like, you know, they tried to put her on IG and 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 wash the stench off
1: her or something. So I'm like, oh,
2: Jesus Christ, wash the stench off her!
1: That was so nasty, dog. <sighs> yeah, like, yeah. And then I see funny
2: you brought up uh, no Vaseline. Some 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 person tweeted something about that being. That in uh, Machine Gun Kelly's disc being better than No Vaseline. Fuck out of here! And Ice Cube
1: replied, "Shut the fuck up." Basically, <laughs> he, he, he replied. That's basically what he said. You know. I want to see that. That's he, crazy. I want to see that. He said, uh, "Fuck, I had it. I had I'm it." I'm just up. gonna go to. I'm assuming it's on Ice Cube's Twitter.
2: It is, but I, I'm mad because I actually had it up. Um, thought I opened it. But he basically said, uh, "You know, I body four people and another one. That's nothing near my shit."
1: Oh, yep, yeah, I found it. Uh, somebody said, "Machine Gun Kelly just passed Ice Cube, no Vaseline on number one diss song." Okay, whoever this is is fucking high as fuck. Also, moving Young Dolph play with yo play with yo to number three. Gotta love a good diss song. Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't
1: even know the reference for that Ice Cube said yeah right One on one will never beat One against four plus Jerry Heller <laughs> Murdered this track Murdered the track killed the group Game over <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking awesome Dog <laughs> uh, No Vaseline I feel like No Vaseline is highly respected In the diss track game and I still think it's underrated <laughs> like, and you, and it's you still can, underrated. And you though. can still
2: play no Vaseline at a random party, and everybody goes crazy yeah. off of a fucking diss track. Everybody goes
1: crazy. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't, I don't feel like. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think MJK, MJ, MGK is in the fucking high level diss track discussion. And I would have never, I, I would
2: have never in this, in the midst of our even of our conversation. I would have never mentioned his diss track and somehow mentioned no Vaseline within probably no. three hours. No, <laughs> like there was no. there was nothing that made me think about no Vaseline like at all. Yeah, no. like it
1: didn't even beat the best one this year. But this guy like, said something about Young Dolph, so you already know his opinion yeah, is yeah, invalid. Exactly.
2: Like it didn't beat the best disc this year,
1: let alone a classic disc of 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 great proportions. So I think that I think that you're hiding a Sun thing is probably like. That's that right. is up there.
2: That's 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 that got to be top five line. Yes,
1: that is up there. Like or that is like child. wow. Like you you wow. <laughs> like, that's up there. But like aside from the MGK response, uh, MGK song, the song was good. The this was the the as as far as this level, it was it was decent. Like it was high quality. He, he gave him some shots. Like nothing that made me go oh my god. But like you know, it was like okay, he went there. Cool. I'm not gonna rank it. It's not highly ranked. Mm. It's okay. It's a good song. I'm not gonna say like, oh man, MGK bodied it or none of that shit. That's out of here. Like, no. <laughs> if you if you use bodied bodied Eminem, if you if you use that term for that track, you you don't know shit about. You don't know shit about battle rap. So stop. But man, Lord have mercy on that poor child of Eminem. Response, dog. Yep. So looking for Lord. To that. I, like I almost hope that Eminem don't say shit, because if Eminem don't say shit, MGK gets his shine and just for for actually off. responding, and, and, and M- he M- can K- have his career, he can live his life, and he can be cool, and everything is smooth. And it's like, oh, MGK is one of the few people who actually put out a diss track to M-M. Eminem. Congratulations! If Eminem responds, kind
2: of fucked up though. <laughs> the, the MGK he can't, he can't come to Detroit no more.
1: Mm, yeah, Can you well,
2: think of a concert he tried to do here? It's going to be ugly as hell. They're going to start yeah. throwing shit at him
1: and everything. If Eminem if Eminem responds, like I can't even imagine.
2: I'm waiting for it. Like,
1: cause nobody's like, even though I think the track is just good, I don't think it's great. I think it's good. Nobody's coming, in like that. So if 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 he actually responds, like Lord have mercy on that poor child so He's gonna f- <laughs> he's gonna fucking destroy that fucking guy dog. I uh, mean, and, and and me personally, like I'm not an MGK fan. Like I've listened to his shit. He's had some tracks, but that motherfucker's a piece of shit, dude. Yeah, I saw I, a video of him like spitting on like women in the audience and shit. Like he's like fucking white trash, like legit. Like he's fucking garbage, like as a person. Like yeah, I, man, M can nothing, like I
2: have nothing redeeming other than a decent, okay diss track he did. I've never. I can't recall ever listening to another another machine gun Kelly song in depth. Like hey, he had that,
1: he had one song I loved. Um, fucking, what was it? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Oh, Call me Steve. Him. Oh, that was him.
2: Okay, I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. 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 Call me that Steve. Song. Oh. Okay, so I've listened to two songs.
1: Wild boy, I think it was called yeah. something yeah. like that. I yeah. That track. That shit was hard, dog. That was a dope-ass song. But either way, it don't matter, because if Eminem responds, it's ballgame for that man. So, either way, yep. fuck it. He's out of here. All but right, well. hopefully for him, Eminem won't say shit. Yeah, we'll see. So, but if he took the time to make a whole fucking album, <laughs> responding to his detractors... He got time. He got time. <laughs> he <laughs> exactly. Got time. He, got time. <laughs> he got time. He got time. He got time. I do think it's funny, though, because, like... That motherfucker do be wearing sweatpants and shit. Yeah, he, <laughs> like he, he, he's, sweat, he he's, sweat, sweat, he's the sweatpants
2: he, god. Dog. Yeah, dog. He's, he's he, just, just he
1: stay looking broke, dog. But I mean, that's smart. Like I mean, he, he just he no, looks,
2: he looks regular as hell,
1: dude. I feel like as rap, as far as rapper richness goes, it's like Jay Z and then Eminem. Yeah, I, I I don't know who would have more money than M other than Jay Z, and Eminem lives like. As far as I can tell, a standard lifestyle, like yeah, attire-wise, like hoodie, very, yeah, like very, hoodies and sweatpants he's, he's and shit. Very regular. He's yeah. a fucking hermit, like, yeah, he's, <laughs> like he ain't out here spinning loot. So like he's out here just stacking. And, and then
2: one of the people that you just don't see out. I, I don't hear nobody talking. About, oh yeah, I just see him somewhere. Like I,
1: don't, I d- yeah, I don't. Hear that I don't, that I don't I, I'm people, still
2: I see random people watching, catching T.
1: Thousand in fucking Brooklyn
2: coming out of coffee shops and shit.
1: I'm he still to this day. Knows i have still this gate to this day, kind of flabbergasted that I've never actually seen him in real life.
2: Oh, that is. I've, I mean, I mean,
1: at concerts, but like, you know, like in real life, like around. Like, I feel like he, I feel like he just like lives in some like big fancy house in the suburbs and has like a everything that he a wants chef there, and yeah. a fucking maid and somebody who who works for shipped who goes up and gets his groceries and shit, and he don't do shit but live in his house or. Live in a studio and that's it. Like, it's amazing to me that I've never seen this motherfucker, dog, like ever. And people don't even spot him nowhere. Like, I don't hear about yeah. nobody else seeing him. Yeah, man. nobody else has seen him. Like, like I never was like, yo, I ran into Eminem M&M M&M at Starbucks. Walmart like, no, said, like, nah, just, it don't happen. I met Proof. Like, I never, I never see, I never see him. And speaking of Proof, dog, that song about D12 was amazing, dog. Yeah, that was pretty dope. That was a great fucking track, man. I thought the bridge was like mad corny, but the hook is great and the, the. The story of the song of how Proof Dying kind of killed the group, like, but how he feels bad about how they weren't able to find success outside of him. Like, I thought that was a great track.
2: Yeah, I, I was definitely, uh, su- I was sort of surprised, but I was definitely, <laughs> definitely, I thought the track was
1: dope. That's what helps his albums. Like, if you have an album where, you have, like, spitting tracks where you just got bars, like the joint with Royce. But then you also have tracks that are like that one, like the D12 one. That's how you make a full album. Like, he had, like, on other on other albums, like that song about uh, Haley, like Mockingbird. And, like, yeah, those was, songs are like, the, the, like Stan, like those serious songs. And I never would have thought he would have did a, a, a Joyner Lucas track. That was a,
2: a total surprise to see him on the album. He always does some uh, random ass white singing chick, so that always happens. Like I forget who was the last chick who used to have on this. Uh, fuck, there's another little white girl he used to have on songs. Um,
1: it ain't hate, no Dido, not, Dido. Yeah,
2: yeah, but yeah,
1: that one with the uh, he has two with that one with that one chick. I don't want to say she's white because I'm I don't know, <laughs> but I'm assuming uh, one of them one of them is the is one of the tracks that I don't like, and the other one I really like. Cause there's one that sounds like a primo beat. Oh,
2: because at the end of the song? Yeah, it's like, it changes, like the second to last song. Was I was like, this is like a bad, primo beat. Is that a good guy and bad guy track?
1: Yeah, like the first one is called, like, good, I think it's good Bad guy, guy or Nice guy. nice Guy. Nice Guy. The first one's nice called Nice Guy. I don't like that one because it's like half the song is Fuck You, Suck My Dick. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is this? But like, the beat
2: change on that second song is dope. But that, the, the second song.
1: song yeah. Sounds like a primo beat, and I'm like, "Yo, yeah, that shit was actually pretty dope."
2: Yeah, I'm like, "This is nice." That was a, that was a beat I didn't expect to hear on an Eminem uh, album, right? Definitely yeah, didn't expect to hear that one.
1: Yeah, so that was dope. So yeah, uh, rest in peace to MJK, MJK, MGK. God damn it, MGK,
2: <laughs> Mr. Kelly.
1: Yeah, rest in peace to that man. If uh, if Eminem decides to respond.
2: <laughs> well, I think that wraps us up. We're about damn two forty seven. Shit.
1: Well, right, well, we had shit to talk we about. Had shit
2: to talk about. So uh, you can send questions, concerns, comments to uh, whatever the podcast at Gmail. Um, our, our, our Twitter is uh, at whatever the podcast, uh, at Michael, Michael underscore Aaron, at grumpy Olders with a zero. And uh, we'll see y'all folks next time.
1: Yeah. Peace.